I am obsessed with the concept of how people's accounts, whether on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, it's like Madison slash slash 14 slash slash speak now, red, rep. And I'm like, bitch, you went to speak now? Yeah. You were four. Yeah, <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy, owner, founder of Be There in Five best known for inventing something called the Remind Doormat, doormats that see you on your way out instead of on your way in with reminders like turn off your curling iron, turn off your straightener. Author of Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star, a nursery rhyme for the digital age. And what I'm told is the the funniest uh, children's parody book since Go the F to Sleep, not my words, just an Amazon review. And uh, also I'm the host of this podcast, namesake of my company, Be There in Five. And here we talk about all the pop culture things, the daily musings, the the aspects of the zeitgeist or of nostalgia or just my day-to-day woes of entrepreneurship, all of the things that distract me on a daily basis that I'm curious about that often make me say I'll be there in five minutes when I, in fact, just got in the shower. So today what we're doing is talking about Taylor Swift. And I know I'm no stranger to a T-Swift deep dive. And for a lot of you that come here for the general pop culture, you know what? I'd honestly tell you to stay for this one. Because it's not as specific into her videos, her Easter eggs, all of the tiny nuances that kind of are fleeting about her music right now. It's more so Taylor Swift theory. And I got the chance to sit down with a a YouTuber, a very successful YouTuber that does a lot of different pop culture videos, but more specifically is, is best known for her Taylor Swift Tuesday videos. And she got on the map originally by having a video that decoded all of the Easter eggs and look what you made me do uh, the video that came out back in 2017. And, um, it was notable then because now it's what everybody does. But at the time people weren't really, you know, on this scavenger hunt that they are now. And she's done all sorts of cool things from meeting Taylor to being invited to concerts, going to the rep room. She gives some really interesting Intel on like what it's like when Taylor nation contacts you she talks about um, her experience meeting her, like what she loved, what she regrets. She, we talk about, I mean, I don't even like honestly remember. It was so fascinating. And we initially met up because we were going to talk about the you need to calm down video. But then in the face of having, getting to sit down and have a really intense discussion with another person who knows as much as I do about Taylor Swift, it was way more interesting to do a deep dive because I'm usually talking to myself when going into this topic. So I think this is really interesting. And especially if you are a, a, a vet of this podcast, you know that I am a huge Taylor Swift fan, but I try to report more than I do Stan. And I, it's not always favorable, but typically when I am speaking about something she's doing that appears negative. It's actually because I think she's strategic and she's a fantastic businesswoman. And she does a lot to get herself noticed, get herself on the map to sell more records, more tickets, get more streams, whatever. It's what how business works. And Lauren, on the other hand, is she, she's her entire channel is focused on uh, positivity as it relates to pop culture. It's very light. It's it's very happy. It's very breezy. It's it's such a breath of fresh air in an otherwise salacious, clickbaity world. And it was interesting having a dialogue with her um, in terms of the way she sees things versus the way I do. And we actually had a lot more in common than I thought. 
And we also saw her music so, so differently. And I think this is an interesting conversation because those of you that listen know that I think reputation is like a manifesto of her being a different person, different person than the media. The world says she is. I think it is about all sorts of different romantic partners. I think it really made her sexuality seem more fluid. I think the lyrics are very gender neutral. I think the ex- the experiential parts of it sound so secretive and deep and intense, and it doesn't really sound like other albums. And I I just like have my mind made up about reputation. And you'll hear us go into it, and she's like, oh, it's crazy to hear her whole album about Joe Alwyn. And yeah, obviously that's not my opinion, but when listening to her talk about it, I think it's so much more interesting for you guys to like hear the other side. Cause I'm not right. I'm just, I just uh, have a bunch of self-fulfilling opinions that I've developed over time as I've seen something and can't unsee it. But for her, she represents the majority. I'm like, I'd, I'd say my philosophy, I don't know. I'd say maybe it's 80, 20, like I'm 20, she's 80. And I think it's important to listen because the way she views it is exactly how Taylor's presenting it. The way I interpret it is like kind of the underbelly, the alternative interpretation, the perhaps less likely scenario. Um, but it has a very strong, it has a group behind it that very strongly believes that she is not talking about Joe, that she's talking about her different experiences with men and women. And I don't know, it, it, it's long story short. I wanted you to hear another side of the story, especially if I kind of introduced you to the depths of Taylor Swift, because I think it's important you hear both and then pick which one or take what you want from each and leave what you want from each in terms of how you feel. Cause a, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, we're having fun here and B I um, don't like when I hear, I mean like, yeah, w- dancing with our hands tied, I do go in, but um, I don't like when people go in on people that disagree with them to get their point across. I'd so much rather hear it out and let you guys decide. Like I, we don't have the same brain decide for yourself what you believe. And, you know, dancing with our hands tied is the only way where place I really will not sway much like she swayed as the room burned down around her and Carly. (laughs) But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. So anyway, all that to say, I think this was so interesting. I learned so much about like the, the tea behind how Taylor nation works and selects people. And, um, we also talked a lot about the fandom and like getting more into the space and how like our interactions have been so interesting and how they affect what you want to create. And, um, talked a lot about her relationships, her lyrics, our favorites, our least favorites. And at the end we get more into me and more into the video. And I know a lot of you were like, can you please post a podcast about the video specifically? There's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of good Buzzfeed articles. There's a lot of stuff decoding. Um, and I think at this point I'm less interested in, interested in the, uh, like sleuthing and more so in talking about like the kind of bigger picture and we cover it toward the end, maybe not as in depth as anybody would like, but Lauren does have a decoding video that I think is worth watching. And she points out all of the specifics, the piece that I, we need to discuss more in depth. That is, it's a trickier conversation. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's a conversation that like, I kind of want to just, I don't know, have on Patreon and just talk through like her comment about being an ally, talk about the accusations of queer baiting, talk about everything as it relates to her 
either being perceived to capitalize or advocate uh, by using the imagery of pride um, and of having her hair be the colors of the bisexual flag and all of these things that, trust me, I'm very in tune with. I wanted to have a broader conversation while I had a Taylor Swift expert in the room, but I do, it got to be too late and she has a camping trip tomorrow. And by the time we got to the video, I was like, yeah, we, I am going to have to like go much farther in and wrap this up on Patreon. So we will talk about how the video um, relates to and portrays her role in the LGBTQ plus community in a bonus episode. I'm hoping to record when I get home. I am in LA right now. But I promise that the delay, I hope, is worth it because I think I'm recording with a lot of people that you guys will be excited to hear from. Um, not Taylor Swift, sorry, but some other great people. And I'm so looking forward to you hearing it. So with that said, I hope you enjoy this episode. Lauren was so much fun to talk to. It's just like a meeting of the minds. There's so few people you can really get this in depth with. And, you know, my dream one day is to find a Taylor Swift fan who is so good at lyrics, we can have a Pitch Perfect style riff off. You know how the rules of it were like, well, they'd sing, but I'd do like more spoken word slam poetry. So you know how the premise is somebody is singing and when you can pick up a new song from a word of the old song, then you start a new song and it keeps going back and forth. So like if I said, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, shame on me. And the other person was like, me, ee, ee, ooh, ooh, ooh. you're the only one of you, baby. That's the fun of you. And I promise, and then I'd be like, promise, so casually cruel in the name of being honest. It's like, it would be very hard, um, but I really think it would be fruitful. And if you think you're a person that could do this, please contact me. Um, and I'm completely serious. Like, I, you know, I'd probably have to do some studying first. Don't get me wrong. It's hard. It's like hard to talk the lyrics and not sing them. I'm just not singing them because I can't sing. Um, but I think it would be really interesting because she uses a lot of the same words. Dream. Headlight. 2 a.m. Dress. Red lip. You know, all those things. Anyway, um, I'll keep you posted on the other recordings I do this week. I think you're going to be really excited. I'm going to let the Facebook group know what's going on. If you want to join, it's Be There in Five's totally casual, breezy Facebook group. Um, follow me at Be There in Five. Rate, subscribe, review in advance if you feel like it. And spoiler alert, I'll probably remind you of all those things at the end of the podcast, but just in case you don't make it all the way through. And yeah, thanks to Lauren for joining me. We had a great time and I hope you guys like the episode. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm sitting here with Lauren Littman, a fellow alliterated name to Kate Kennedy yes, that I just noticed. I love that. <laughs> She's a YouTuber and an on-camera host focused on pop culture from a positive light, which I love and could use more love and light in my <laughs> content and is most widely known for her Taylor Swift Tuesdays. And as you can imagine, given that today is the premiere of you need to calm down. We're, you know, fully into TS seven. I had asked you guys on Instagram, like last month, um, who is a Taylor Swift? Who's an influencer that loves Taylor Swift that I should talk to <laughs> and who did they lead me to? That's but Lauren funny. Littman. So thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I guess I never heard that like special story from you did was it one person was it like a few people that were like Lauren does this about Taylor Swift it was enough so you know when like you ask a question and on Instagram yeah. and you look through the boxes it was enough for me to see it over and over and I was like oh my gosh I need to figure out who this is How but funny. then when I went to your videos I knew I figured I was like oh I've seen this before. yeah yeah because funny. another claim to fame of yours that I meant to say in your intro is you're known for kind of um 
pioneering the decoding videos of Easter eggs in her videos, which, believe it or not, back in the Look What You Made Me Do era was not as popular. Yeah. And I think that's like what really sparked this whole Taylor Swift focus on my channel was when Look What You Made Me Do came out. That music video was epic, like Mm -hmm. so epic. And I was just searching on the internet of like, why is no one talking about this? Why is no one talking about the fact that- There's a dollar in the bathtub. There's a dollar in the bathtub (laughs) that she's wearing the same dress she wore in Out of the Woods music video, which was the last video of that era. And no one's talking about it. So I was like, I guess I'll make a video about it. And then it was just like, boom, boom. You're so smart. People- It's very funny. People love to like Robert Langdon. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Nick Nick Cage. They want to feel like- they are national treasure hunt. <laughs> and the irony is, is she is a national treasure. She is very true. <laughs> and I feel like, yeah, we've, we've talked about how it's an interesting era of TS where so many more people are involved now that oh, it's, yeah. it's great in a sense of like, they're engaged with the clues and stuff, but there does hit a point of, you know, saturation where people are like, just tell us when the album's coming out. Mm-hmm. And I think for the first time in the past couple of weeks, especially I've seen people almost revolt <laughs> against the clues. Yeah, I've seen that a few times. Have you? I was wondering, because I feel like we have slightly different audiences, but it's been interesting figuring out where people's threshold is of yeah. wanting to hunt. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a, a change.org petition going on right oh, now stop. by Swifties because they're like so fed up with weight. I mean, obviously we now know what the album is called, but before then they were like, you know what? Regardless of what Taylor Swift decides to call the album, we're going to start a petition that we're all just going to refer to it as TS7, regardless of what she wants. I was like, you guys need to go outside, <laughs> get off the internet and like go outside and just breathe in the air, like relax. That truly, the, the, it's the definition of a, of a hardcore Swifty, honestly. I am equal parts obsessed and, and like terrified of the hyperbolic <laughs> culture of youth, like the Same. dead dying RIP, call her, send flowers, like. I mean, it's great when it's directed toward me and I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Uh, But when I see too much of it, I'm like, oh my God. Like what? And I, it's, yeah, it's incredible that she's gracious as she is because it would scare the crap out of me. Yeah. It's a level of worship that's astounding. Yes. And what I want, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was, um, you have, you have met said national treasure, one Taylor Swift. Can you tell us about that? I can. And this was honestly probably one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. So I started my YouTube channel because I was like, wow, moving to LA to be an on-camera host, that's going to be so easy, right? <laughs> no. Oh, so yeah, that's helpful. I didn't know that yeah. you, that's why you moved. Okay, So it. I moved here to LA um, to do acting. And I was like, you know what? I like hosting. That's like my, my thing. I like yeah. being myself on camera. It's pretty competitive out here. And then yeah. I kind of just fell into YouTube and it became this thing. Where I was like, all right, what do I like to talk about? I like pop culture, but I like positivity. I don't want to be some TMZ thing. Right, right. right. And so then that's just kind of like where it started. And I was very early on into my Taylor Swift videos. I actually recently counted. My 16th video was Look What You Made Me Do Reaction. Mm-hmm. And a few months down the, down the line, when I was like, Taylor Swift Tuesday was a thing. It had just started. I got an email from Taylor Nation that Taylor Swift watched my Look What You Made Me Do <laughs> reaction video. <laughs> and that is the craziest thing that I've ever heard of. Like, my 16th video, like that's very, very new. I still barely knew how to edit. And she saw my video. We had a confidential phone call and I was sweating bullets. And there was this like naughty part of me that's like, do I record the conversation even though they told me not to? I didn't. Did you sign something? Yeah. What? So Taylor Nation now has the full rights to that <laughs> video of mine. And 
there was this part of me because I was new and starting out and I was like, um, so like, what are you, what are you gonna do with it? And she was like, Lauren, I need like double check. Are you recording this phone call at all? And I was like, no, I'm not, I swear. And, and I wasn't, even though I thought about it. Cause I was like, when I am mean, I ever I, gonna be talking? I <laughs> yeah, when am I ever gonna be talking to Taylor Nation like this? And they were so sweet. Everyone there was so great. Um, first, the first email was, we want to invite you to tour. So is it Taylor Nation? <laughs> Sorry. Is the, is the, is the, like, if I got an email from Taylor Nation, I get one every day. It's like merch. I'm like, okay. Yeah. D- was the subject line different enough that you yeah. opened it? Okay. It's so said, making sure I, I still have a screenshot. I'm going to check my spam folder. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, seriously. No. Um, I was at my like job at that time and uh-huh. I wasn't a big fan of that job. And I was sitting there at my desk and I just see the notification. You know, when you see notification yeah. email, oh, I'll check it later. I see the title says Taylor Nation. And then the, the subject is tour invitation dash Lauren Lippman. And it Ooh. just said, <laughs> I would die. Hi, Lauren. This is Stephanie from Taylor Nation. Taylor watched your dot, dot, dot. And I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just like, do, do I scream? Do I, I, I already hate this job, but do I, what do I do like, here? Is it April 1st? Like what's I happening? Was so, and I still, I'm so happy that like I saved all of this. I like, I looked at it. I screenshotted. And then I like sat there and I was like, like, is this real? Breathed into a paperback. (laughs) It was crazy. And so then the first email was, hi, Lauren, uh, Taylor Swift loved your video. We wanted to know if we could invite you to um, a tour. Choose one, two tickets for you. And it's funny because I've never been to a Taylor Swift show at this point. And I bought one ticket for me because none of my friends are Swifties in real life. Yeah. And I literally asked, I mean, I had like four friends in LA at the time. I was brand new. And I was like, does anyone want to go with me? Like, you have like $200 and like, no, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, I'll go alone. I will have a great time and it'll be awesome. And then I got two tickets for free and that was crazy. And I ended up actually like hosting a giveaway for that one ticket on my channel. Cause like, I'd rather give back, blah, blah, blah. That's so sweet. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. That was just like a really cool thing that I wanted to do because the only reason I would have, like the only reason I ever met Taylor Swift was because of people watching me and the Swifty community, which was really cool. Oh, that's really cool. I love that. And so then a few days later, I got another email being like, confidential message from Taylor Nation. The contents of this email are completely confidential. And it was just like, hi, Lauren, um, we want to have a phone call with you. When are you available? And I was like, did I do something wrong? (gasps) Is something wrong? Like, I'm a little terrified. And no, I didn't do anything wrong. What they wanted was... She told me that Taylor Swift had watched a few of my videos, really liked them, and wanted to include my reputation, or look what you, yes, look what you made me do reaction video as part of the pre-show. Oh, like the, like the slideshow collage thing. Yeah. Oh my and God, so, so cool. My face was on a 110-foot screen in like 60 cities for four months, and it was Oh my God. The most That's surreal so cool. I didn't thing realize of that. having people screenshot me like, Lauren, you're in Tokyo tonight. Like I screamed when I saw your face and I'm like, I've never been to Tokyo. Was there a soundbite or was it just like a bunch of sound bites? I have the whole thing. I can send it to you. Like your voice my too? My voice. Me Did screaming. they pick good ones? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, me screaming Todrick Hall. Me screaming. It's funny. It's, I like it because I end it where yeah. I just go, huh, I want to watch it again. And, th- and then it ends. Oh like, my God. It's really cool. That's it's, amazing. It's like the coolest thing that's ever happened to me from like YouTube and all of that. But yes, from that tour invitation, they didn't tell me I was going to meet Taylor Swift, but I had like a hunch because they were like, I knew that the show was at a certain time. They're like, yeah, just um, arrive around three or four. And I was like, why is that? Okay. I don't want to jinx it. I don't know. Um, but yes. And I got to the Whoa. ticket box office. I got upgraded to Club Olivia and I got Club to like, Olivia? Yeah. Is that better than Club Meredith or- Worse than the snake pit? I think it's worse because <laughs> celebrities would come into ours 
like Rebel Wilson like stared right at me and she, I was just like look like it was this thing where like we were like watching oh, the thing. Because you're the LA one. I mean, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was like really Was funny. that the Rose Bowl? Yeah, it was at the Rose Bowl. I didn't really realize that there's going to be so many celebrities there. So I'm sitting next to Bob Saget and his now <laughs> wife. And this is a real thing. I can't. Like, this is a real thing. I was sitting next to Bob Saget and his now wife, not wife at the time. And he was friendly because um, I was filming myself on screen and I was freaking out, screaming. And then like um, Club Olivia and Club Meredith, like on these like little podiums. Like, these people like in front of us go, wait a minute, like you're Lauren, you were on the screen. I was like, I'm sitting next to Bob Saget and you recognize me? Right. Okay, sure. Right. Like, you're like, wake up with you? San Francisco right here. And so I had this like funny moment. God, you're like making me relive it. I haven't thought about this. This funny moment where this little girl goes, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, sure. So I am sitting there with someone taking a picture of That's me so with Bob Saget next to me. And I'm like, she doesn't even know. She yeah. doesn't even know. And it was this funny thing where like celebrities would walk into our booth, look around and then they'd walk out and be like, oh, wait, we need to go to Club Meredith. where like Gigi Hadid sitting and Adele and Amber Rose because Amber Rose Adele? was there that night. I think Adele was there too. I'd trade, uh, I'd trade an Amber Rose and a Gigi for an Adele. I'd trade a Bob Saget for an Adele. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave Coulier, Bob that- Saget, and John, <laughs> John Stamos. <laughs> My claim to fame was that Bob Saget offered me a red vine. And that's a real human interaction. That is such a human yeah, interaction. And I cool. am partial to Twizzlers, but I would have taken it. I mean, yeah, I was like, I could be allergic to this and I'll take whatever you give me, were, Bob Saget. Were you having tr- like, I, I, oh, God, my issue funny. with Taylor Swift concerts is I, I, it's like I'm at a pe- Pentecostal church. Like I am a, like, regardless <laughs> of how critical I am, I am a huge fan of her music. Yeah. And my sister was like, I've never seen like something overtake you like that. And the problem was, is that, I'm in my 30s, so I have enough money to be a little closer than I mm-hmm. used to with the youths. Yeah. But I'm I'm as close as all of the kids whose parents are buying yes, their tickets. Exactly. So it was me and my sister who are pretty tall, and everybody was 10 in our section, which was fine. Yeah. But also I wasn't gonna hold back. I was like, do not sit. If you like, you know what I mean? That is you paid money for those tickets. That's your seats right there you're allowed to stand and jump and dance if you want exactly to. and my sister felt weird about blocking people oh, no. and this and that and i was just like nope don't blame me i'm like yeah <laughs> i'm like, like you're in an airplane worry. lean back you're fine <laughs> yeah um and like but if i were in your context would i be like i don't I, know or would i still be overtaken i like wasn't as big then i want to say right what's crazy is me being in all of these countries like me me no my yeah. face and these videos like my reaction video being as the pre-show I got a ton of like followers from that and so like it was this thing where I started asking people I'd literally DM me like hey thank you so much for following me on Instagram can I ask like how did you find me she goes yeah I just went to like the Ireland tour of rep tour and I saw a big collage on or um a montage of all these wow. YouTubers reacting and I just literally typed in look what you made me do reaction and yours was the first I saw and I recognized you I'm oh like god that is crazy that there's a lot of people that have reacted to this music video. Like, why is mine coming up for certain people? And so that was clearly you're doing something right. I, no, it's the thumbnail. Honestly, that is like YouTube 101. I'm obsessed with YouTube thumbnails. Literally, it is YouTube 101. <laughs> you can spend hours and hours on a video. You can hire a production crew. You can throw millions of dollars at a YouTube video. If yeah. you're not like a Taylor Swift or an Ariana Grande and it will not matter if your thumbnail and title aren't enticing. No one will ever right. see that piece of content unless it's not clickable. So like that's right. something that I've learned is like thumbnails are everything. It's like me at the watch me at the rep tour 
stuff 24 marshmallows in my mouth. Yeah. Like there has to be like, like a hook. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like having my audience members choose my path to my seat or something weird or and random. the freaking meal in front, the person in front of me chooses my yeah, meal is the worst thing that ever trending. happened to the trending I page. And no offense if you want to do it, I support no, you wholeheartedly. I don't. It's, <laughs> no, I support you regardless. No, it's like I miss, I wish that I started YouTube when I wanted to start YouTube yeah. when they were doing fun things called tags. Do you remember the days of tags? Yes, they I do. They do like the friend tag. The home state tag, the mom tag, the best friend tag, the boyfriend tag. And it's just like you talking cool, to a camera and, and it's like a um, good SEO terms. You like look at someone's what's in my bag and then someone else's what's in my bag comes up. And I personally love the what's in my bag videos. I find them very yeah, interesting and fun. Totally. And it sucks that we're now in like an age of I was sitting in a moving car with a hot tub in the background. Oh, my God. Like. <laughs> Super emotional drama, like receipts. And I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> That's actually what we're at right now. And it's so sad, but like, trust me, I still click on it. <laughs> I really get a kick out of YouTube. I really do. Um, but no, okay. So you went, you get there. Did you know you were going to the rep room? No. Um, my friend Christina did. And it was this thing where like other people who were a part of the montage had went, like um, the tour hit them earlier. And so they were like, I just met Taylor Swift. Oh my God, I didn't even know I was going. So I was like, oh, she's in the same montage I'm in. Maybe I'll meet her. But I was like, I don't want to jinx it, blah, blah, blah. Then I get to the ticket booth where they're like, pick up your tickets. And they hand me this red piece of paper that says you've been selected to the rep room. You've been upgraded. And I have this moment on camera of mm -hmm. my friend Christina filming me. And I'm cursing at the like attendant person through the little hole of like, they're handing me my things. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? And it was just, it was a really, really crazy cool I... experience. <sighs> That, that, that would get me. That would, I would, well, okay. Is the rep room before or after the concert? Before. Thank well, there's, God. there's, um, I think there's two actually. I think there was two depending on which night because ways that you can get into the rep room without being chosen ticket wise is Andrea, Scott, Tree, other members of Trust Taylor me. Nation. I was on high alert for <laughs> yes, a fiery know, redhead. Right? God, isn't she gorgeous? I love She's Tree. She's gorgeous. She recognized me. Shut and up. that was like my like, What? So I'm in line for the rep room and I'm like the chattiest Kathy that you'll ever see because everyone around me is a lot younger than I am. Yeah. I actually found out later that one of them, this like gorgeous family of blondes, like younger girls, like super nice and friendly. I found out that as Blake Lively's like sisters and nieces. And I'm like, oh, makes sense. They were in yes. line with me. Um, I was like in line, just like kind of like, I don't know. Me and Christina felt like a little bit older than everybody. And I say something and I just look over and I'm like, oh, it's, it's like a tree. And she's just like, I didn't, I didn't say that it was the girl in front of me. She goes, Tree, like, we stand. We love you. You're amazing. And I'm like, all right. Like, I don't think I'd ever say that in person to someone, but okay, I cool. Would never I'm, say we stand yeah, out like, loud in person. I'm like, I support the girl in front of me being excited to say that, sure. <laughs> and then Tree, I'm just kind of like, oh, like, hi, Tree. She just goes, wait, you're on screen, aren't you? And I was like, Tree, are oh you recognizing me? And that was like a really cool moment. Did Taylor no recognize you? No. <laughs> but I feel but, like... I, I know it was, it's, it was this whole weird thing. So, um, do you know Dante D'Angelo? Yes. So he's awesome. He's a friend of mine. He and is very recognizable. Yes. He's the reason that any of us, that any of that montage thing happened. So Andrea Swift, like he's a huge, huge reaction person. And like we text constantly. He's so awesome. And Andrea Swift, Taylor's mom saw his reaction video and he's hysterical. Like, yeah, he's oh my so God. Funny. So funny. For y N. Yeah. T and I, the acronyms, I can't say it out loud. Y-N-T-C-D. I know, I still struggle with look which one we do acronym. I just say it all. And if it weren't for him, Andrea goes, Taylor, you've got to watch this. They watch Dante's. And then, then they start to go and handpick other creators that reacted so to it. Cool. So then it was 
because of me. So then when Dante walks in, she goes, Dante, oh my God. And he's just like, are you for real? Like you actually know who I am. And here's my like one regret of meeting Taylor Swift, which is like, there are none. I'm very grateful that this even happened. But I didn't think about this at the time. And I I hope that my friend Christina understands. And I hope that she never listens to this. Um, (laughs) I wish that I met Taylor alone. alone. And not with someone else. Because yeah. instead of 60 seconds, I got 30 seconds. You know what I mean? And Equal so, time. Exactly. I've thought about this, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. I really I have. wish I thought harder Because when it. she has two people on either uh-huh. side of her, if I brought my fan, I was like, I guess I'll go. I like shake it off. And I'm like, ew. Like, um, yeah. I'm like, don't I don't want you to like ruin <laughs> my time with yeah. this person I've been dying to meet that right. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to meet again. And so I had this whole like speech <sighs> in my head of what I was going to say. I completely blacked out. And she was just... The nicest. My nails matched her dress. And she was just like, oh my God, your nails are so cute. Mine are total trash. And she like showed me her nails and they were like. <laughs> she has very short nails. Well, because we were I talking about that. Them. And I was like, well, you have to have that for playing guitar. She's like, yeah, I can't have long nails to play guitar, which I get. I play oh. guitar. She's the reason I picked up guitar when I was going into no college. Way. She's like my fun little thing. But yeah, in no way do I regret meeting Taylor Swift. There's no part of me that regrets any of it. It's one of those things of like. I oh. wish I got 60 I th- seconds instead of yeah. 30, but I, I'm just happy I met her at all. No, but I love that. Did you, and we'll get into the new music soon. Um, did, did you like enjoy any like um, snacks, treats, oh, drinks? Yeah. Was there sipping wine in the bathtub? Like what was the, yeah, was the was, all of it. And oh it's God. funny because me, I felt like me and Christina and like the moms were the only ones old enough to drink. And so I went into the group of the rep room because there were two. I'm friends with this um, host at Entertainment Tonight, Katie Krause. Mm-hmm. We randomly like, we're crossing paths on the internet and we were both like in line to meet Taylor Swift at the same time. Mm-hmm. But she got to go in the celebrity group of meeting Taylor Swift. So they're different groups. There's different groups. So like Katie Krause went with like Amber Rose and like, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and I went with all the fans. So like fans. Amber Rose. Well, there's like Amber Rose. I, I know, but like she's a big fan and she brought like a niece or nephew. No, I'm sure I, she's lovely. No, it was this thing where like, Katie Krause got to go into the, like, the less security thing. So, mm-hmm. like, Taylor Swift, when mm-hmm. I met her, you, like, you walk in, they're like, all right, phones, purses, everything out here. Like, and then we were like, well, like, what do you mean? They're like, okay, you can have your phones, but you can only take pictures, no videos. And so we're like, okay. And, of course, I'm like, I would hate to get kicked out of the rep room, so I'm going to follow their rules. Normally, yeah, I like am, like. the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. I was like, normally, I'm a bit of, like, a rule breaker. Like, I'll break some rules here and there if I want to. But I was like. I'm not going to risk this. I would never mess with Taylor Nation. Exactly. And so then it was this thing where I was like, oh, like, can I have a drink? They had um, uh, Old Fashioned. What's the lyric? Wow. I'm blanking Um, right now. uh, I knew it from the first Old Fashioned we were cursed. They had that. They had Swimming in a Champagne Sea. And another drink. Sipping wine in the bathtub, I would imagine. So, I think or, it was um, wine sunset, whiskey on ice, sunset and vine. Or uh, you were just... I have the pictures. I can just, show you. Uh, I know I, I have drinking. to sing the lyrics in order to like... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it might have been whiskey and ice, actually. And so it was this thing where I was like, oh, can I have a drink? And they look at me like, I like that I look young. People look at me and they're like, oh, like you look young. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And then he's just like, do you have your ID? And I was like, Yeah. And so then I had to be like, Tree, can I go back outside and get my ID to prove to the nice bartender that I'm well, over the age of that's 21? That's kind of like a funny th- I know. order of events. Isn't that funny? So they bring you into this room and there's like little mini like cocktail wieners and yeah, like, like little sandwiches and-, and meatballs and candy and like a, the 
look what you made me do throne. And there's like Polaroids sitting around. Oh, here's another regret that I have. Me and Christina took Polaroids with a camera sitting there and we left the Polaroids in the rep room. Mm. And I'm like, oh, come on, Lauren. That would have been a really cool souvenir. But there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm sure. And then all of a sudden you just hear young girls scream because then people start lining up to meet Taylor. And then you see this like security man like open up this gold curtain and then you see Taylor Swift standing there interacting with a fan. And I, I always like, I'm very, very well. I work very well under pressure. Like even if I might be fangirling on the inside when I meet someone, I'm very cool, calm, and collected. I never yeah. show it. And I was fine up until the girls in front of me going, oh my God, she's right there. And I was like, all right, girl in front of me, you are making me ruin my speech that I have like prepared in my head. Like, and you're freaking me out a little bit. And so then my friend Christina was like, oh my God, Lauren, I can't, this is happening. And I was like, all right, if everyone around me is going to freak out, then I'm going to start to freak out. Like I need to just like be fine. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, you know, that mob mentality when you're just like amongst a certain amount of, yeah. Uh, mob mentality makes me less mobby. <laughs> it well, makes I you want to leave like the mob. That. Well, it's like, I'm still... I'm still so excited on the inside, but once yeah. you see more people doing it, you're kind of like, okay. I, yeah. It kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Um, and uh, no, well, I, I, my theory with this is like people like her hear speeches and flattering prose and things like that people have planned to say to her all the live long day. Yeah. You and I both know as people that like get feedback from being like out there mm -hmm. that a lot of it really does fuel you, but it is, I can see how in a high volume, a bunch of people saying that to you, you don't know personally uh -huh. would start to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just talk it. about something else. Yeah. Like I feel, a, I don't, I honestly don't think Taylor Swift wants to be worshiped. Yeah. I think she like does like connecting with people and it's almost like keeping it simple, like yeah. Like, I just love you. I love what you're doing. I loved you my whole life. Thank you so much. It's yeah. like something that in like, cause if I've thought about this, cause obviously when I went to the rep tour, I was like, I am going to stalk every middle-aged mm -hmm. man. <laughs> that looks like Scott. Yeah. <laughs> the polo khakis and <laughs> oh small glasses. God. And, um, yeah. but at the time my obsession was I wanted to ask her about her mom because she said three or four years ago that she had cancer yeah. and then never followed Same. up. And I was kind of like, I, I hope she's all right. I um, hope she's okay. Yeah. And I know how important she is to her. And she's literally always by her mm -hmm. side. And so I was like, and I couldn't decide. I was like, is that a nice thing to ask? Or is that going to be a buzzkill? Like, because like, like I think people really care about Andrea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but anyways, sure. yeah, that was crazy to revisit an L. And then I feel like it's going to get dropped again. And like, it's none of our business, but I'm kind of like, but we're curious Wow. Now, now that you dropped it, like. Like, I mean, cause that like her and she said her dad too. Yes. And it's like, I, I totally know what you mean where it's this thing of like, do I ask? So like my mom had breast cancer. She's a survivor and yeah. she's great and very healthy now, but it's one of these things where it's like, I would want to connect with her on that level. But then my head would be like, oh, like maybe she wouldn't want to like talk about that with a total stranger before she goes on and performs. My speech was right. more so of, I have so much to thank for you. Not yeah. only are you the reason I picked up a guitar. And am I like so proud of like your lyrics that have helped me through breakups? But like, I make YouTube videos about like your songs. And right. she just goes, thank you so much for doing that. That's really cool. And then my friend Christina talked about the song, I Almost Do. And she's, and she started to tear up. I love Christina so much. And she's like, I can't explain to you what that song I Almost Do did for me. And oh, still does for me. every time I try to call, I almost do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she, Taylor Swift just goes, wow, thank you so much for saying that. I feel like that's like a really underrated song of mine that I really like. And I'm just like, 
I can't believe I'm sitting here talking to Taylor Swift. She told me her nails are trash. She told me about I I almost do. And then suddenly, because that's like literally all we got out, the woman goes, so were you going to take a picture or... Like the like the the woman doing that, yeah. And so that was like my rep room experience. It was awesome, and I am so grateful for it. I'm sure you've told that story a million times, but that's very Not fascinating honestly, and no. relatable because, like, I think you know, you want it to be this transcendental experience, and it was, yeah. But also, every time I've ever talked to somebody famous, I've said something really stupid or weird. <laughs> um, I've or like I've just said nothing, yeah. Or I don't know, like. Or I leave being like feeling weird about yes. it almost like I, 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 there was so much buildup and I wanted that for yes. so long and it was so fleeting and I'm, I am such a stranger to that person and it's, it feels yeah. weird. Yeah. So I, I can, I can literally explain this to a T because I feel like when I meet famous people, it's this, the idea of George Clooney in your head is one thing. The person you see on TV that you read about. And then when you go and meet I've never met George Clooney. This is an example. <laughs> I wish. It's this thing where you meet them and you go, oh, they're a regular person. And that's, that's like really like what it is for me. I'm trying to think, like made like a note in my phone because people have asked me like, so have you moved to LA? Oh, like, I have an note. I yeah, you. I forget. I'm just like, I don't really like remember. And like I randomly walked past Miley Cyrus or like, I don't know, you guys fans of E's botched? Oh, yeah. So like Do- Dr. Dr. Paul Naf- no, um, oh, Nassif. No, yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Paul Nassif. I interviewed him the other day for my roommate's channel and couldn't have been nicer. Like yeah. the best, nice, friendly dad joke kind of guy. And it was this thing where I was like, he's just a regular person doing his job. Right. And so in your head of like, when you think of like, oh, like Julia Roberts is this person. And if I meet them, this is what it's going to be like. We're going to have a great experience. We're going to hug it out, talk about eat, pray, love and like whatever. And then you meet them and they're like, oh, like, wow, she really just wanted to like drink her coffee and not talk to me. And then it's this thing of, you, 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 you just called it fleeting and it makes sense because it's like, you've been building up to it. You're like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. And I'm going to say all these things and it's just going to, we're going to click. And then it's like, no, I am just one in a million to Taylor. Right. And, and not that our conversation wasn't like genuine. I actually loved our conversation. Right. It was so real and like, I, I appreciate like it. Friends. It was normal. Yeah. It was totally and like, you know, friends. she's meeting a lot of youngsters that yes. just to be so careful around. And I would feel very weird if my fan base was t- like young girls mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause you probably just do want to be around people your own age that you can like have wine with and whatever. Yeah. But the, um, yeah, I think it's, I don't know if I, I, I like do when I don't want to meet her because I feel like sometimes too, there's like fan jealousy with the people that get invited to stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Or like the guy whose engagement party she showed up to, he was in the shake it off video. Like he's been friends with her for a while. They're like tight. But then I think every fan thinks they can be her friend. And that's and when it gets scary. That's when it gets scary. Yeah. And that's when, um, so what I really appreciate about talking to you is that you're very positive toward Taylor, Taylor nation, everything. And however, you're honest about your experience and you're not doing the hyperbolic Stan crazy thing where, you're so scared to not be honest in the event anything comes across. Like everything you just said was so like, it was accurate. It wasn't about Taylor. It was about your own experience, but I almost feel like people's experiences get um, blanketed by this need to be a crazy, positive, good, best fan ever. So they get invited to more stuff. Exactly. And it's been this weird thing of like, I think I did mention in my, like I met Taylor Swift. Here's my story thing. And I think I did say something of like, I wish I got longer time with her. And I got floods of comments being like, at least you met her. At least you were in the same room as her. And I'm like, whoa, just 
just because I said something does not mean that I'm not grateful for this experience. Like yeah. 100%, I am so grateful. Like, right. you know, and it becomes this thing where I've had people tweet me recently, like, Lauren, I hope you get invited to a secret sessions. And I'm like, hell, I hope I do too. That's like intimate few hours long of like oh, a yeah. tight knit community. Like, that would be amazing. And then there's this guilty part of me that's like, well, I've already met her though, but would I like to meet her again but for longer? Guilty. I'm like, yeah, like. It's this, it's a weird concept because I obviously like now that I have a, it's weird to say a platform that focuses on Taylor Swift. It's, it's like, I, I want there to be enough to go around, but you know, Taylor Swift is just one person. In a weird way, I think energetically being a person that like has balanced content that isn't like you're, you're talking about it cause you like it, mm -hmm. not because you want to be the best fan. Yeah. I think those are two different types of platforms. I think there are fan accounts to be yes. the biggest, bestest fan. That's a good point. And I think there are people that are just relaying information out of their own genuine interest. Yeah. And I mean, because I guess that's just like what I started. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm interested in Beyonce and Rihanna and Lady Gaga and Jay-Z and all these things. I'm also interested in Taylor Swift. And that's like, it's crazy to me that Taylor Swift is the, is the path that took off on my YouTube channel. And yeah. I've talked this many times. It was never my goal. I never started YouTube to be like, Taylor Swift, that's it. I'm going to do that. And the fact that it worked has been like, oh, great. Well, I love talking about her, so I guess I'll continue it. And now, because of that, I know so much about every rumor, about every part of the Swifty fandom, good and bad. Yeah. And it's, it's very interesting. It's so interesting. Like, I didn't have Instagram when I was in high school. And I'm so happy that I didn't. I was already an insecure little child, and I just couldn't imagine. I have seven-year-olds DMing me telling me that they love my videos and my heart hurts that they have an Instagram account. But then I'm like, you know what? I would feel weird. I'm like, but then again, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not a mom. What if my seven-year-old is the only one that doesn't have an iPhone and then all of her friends do? And then they're all Snapchatting and on Instagram and I'll be like, okay, I'll get you your phone so you can like hang out with your friends. You, you know, like I would be that mom to be like, I don't want you to be excluded. I just, it's such a crazy world that we live in now because sometimes, so like I get added to Swifty group chats. Mm -hmm. It's all my DMs are filled, up, filled with right now. And I don't know. It's like, I was bullied and like to my face right. <laughs> in middle school. And now people are just so ruthless. So and I'm mean. like, you guys are 11 and you are saying these things to each other to like go die. And I'm like, because she said she didn't like a song, you, you don't, you need to realize what your words mean to someone. Right. And like the context of like, if you don't add an emoji, suddenly you're screaming. <laughs> right. Right. Ugh. Oh, well, it's interesting because we're, I mean, we're like similar age, mm -hmm. super fans, deliver content about her, but also I, I don't know if it's maturity. I don't know if it's like a level of fandom, but like, I think mo I would assume most people are more like us, but the difference is, is that the crazy fans are louder. I am obsessed with the concept of how people's accounts, whether on Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, it's like. Madison slash slash 14 slash slash speak now red rep yeah and I'm like bitch you want to speak now yeah you were four I'm like, I, yeah I've never been to a Taylor Swift concert my first one was 1989 because I did, See, couldn't afford oh, it until then god that was my that's my biggest regret in life I try not to regret things but back then I didn't go to the 1989 world tour when all of the celebrity it was good oh it looks so <laughs> good and I'm just like god you can always make more money in life like why didn't I just do it but no I you mean you know what it's okay you, yeah, it, it's you. You you've watched it on Apple Music. You mm -hmm. you get the gist. 
You shouldn't have thrown my gun. Um, well, yeah, well, it might make it worse. But I, I honestly went home that night and I was like, I am changed. Like, I, yeah. I really, oh, yeah. but because I was a fan of her music, like I've always listened, but mm-hmm. that's when I was like, I'm going to look into this. Yeah. And I like really went a lot deeper. Um, but yeah, I do think that it's, I don't know. To your point earlier, and I swear to God, we'll get to the No, I'm soon. enjoying this thoroughly. You're I, good. I really love Taylor Swift. I call it Taylor Swift theory. Yes. Um, you know, oh, there's like God. theory and then like oh, yeah. practical application. <laughs> I, yes. I really enjoy the theory of Taylor Swift because th- this is where I, I have so much respect for her and can speak about her so um, favorably because my issues with her are never character based. Yeah. They're PR based, strategy based. They're, um, you know. Ooh, like what? <sighs> I want to hear an issue, a PR issue you have a thing with because I mean, I have my own opinions on how she does things and. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, well, my biggest thing is that I know Taylor Swift knows how to hide. Oh, yeah. And literally every time she's seen, it's very elective. Uh-huh. And I can always point out that within a week's time, there's a headline that comes before or after. And I did this on Instagram recently, and I had to take it down because I wasn't comfortable with the way people were talking to each other. And, like, I'm just not... I'm not a person that like wants like clicks or views yeah, yeah. because of controversy. My point was to be like, it was half like something's coming and it was half to be like, Hey fandom, it's important for you to understand that once there's a exchange of value between the media and an artist and when they are photographed, it is just as valuable to them as it is the media source. Don't torch people for posting paparazzi photos. Oh, Don't yeah. tell us to respect her privacy left and right oh, because yeah. when she wants her privacy, she has she, it. When she doesn't, mm-hmm. she steps out. Her album's called Lover, Language of Love. Paris, she steps out with Joe for the first time since March when they were like hiking in Malibu and like ran into tr- the trees because I think that's going to be a lyric. And like <laughs> she, she plans these things and they often pertain to lyrics. And like she's, but my, my point that gets lost is that she is so, she's a marketing genius. She plants clues and in the form of paparazzi shots and loose social timelines and tells us, oh, confirms yeah. absolutely nothing. And the only way to remedy that is more consumption of her product. Yep, it's That is brilliant. not a manipulative monster. That's a, that's a badass genius uh-huh. businesswoman. It's amazing. And whenever I call her strategic, whenever I say words like capitalize, um, her fans like Freak go out. to town. Yeah. And so I, so I, the, my point of pointing those things out, though, is because I think we live in this world where it's so easy to, like, idealize, fantasize about how other people live their life. And yeah. I just, anytime I can point out, like, guys, it, the, everything you're being told is very intentional, you're in pre-planned. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. right. And, like, people will think I'm a conspiracy theorist. And what I used to do is I would download the photos from, like, a Daily Mail. I, had a, I have an app that shows you the photo metadata. Okay. And I would show people how the um, captions were embedded in the photo. This is so interesting. And that the captions were transposed. Like, they were slightly, like, paraphrased mm-hmm. on Daily Mail and Us Weekly, on In Touch, da, da, da. Naming clothes and naming, like, people that they're yep. with. Exa- exact same language. <gasps> oh, my language. God, it's brilliant. And the last time PR I was man. able to do this was when Taylor and Joe were in London last August and went to the steakhouse. And I was like, this is hilarious because... It was, a, it was like a plug for the steakhouse. In the caption, it was yeah. like, he had the steak and they sat in a corner. And, and drank a beer. And it was, yes. And 
That's funny. And what was so fascinating is it talked, every single news source from this caption said they were in a private room. It was so cozy. Yeah. It was this, it was that. A fan was in that restaurant and took a photo of them. And it was them with two other people in a business meeting, not even in a banquette. I didn't they know that. They were in that. the dead center of the restaurant. Like they weren't. And it was, it was totally, it was a, it was a very obvious planted story. Yeah. But a very unrealistic like depiction of what went on. Interesting. And yeah. I was like, this is what I need. Like, this is what, and my intention is not to take her down. It's to be no, like, it's to show your she, audience of like, yo, this is actually how it works. I'm not speaking bad about Taylor right. and her strategies. I'm just saying it's a strategy. That's, that's what it is. Why do you think she is Taylor Swift? Cause she's brilliant. She's, Chris Jenner is shaking. She, <laughs> no, she's absolutely brilliant. And like she, and I also try to tell people like, she's not because the biggest rebuttal is like, she's a person. She owes us nothing. I'm like, well, actually, she makes a lot of money off us. And actually, she does owe us a few things. <laughs> there is an exchange of value again. Yeah. And I do think that like, there is, it's okay to expect things from people that you're spending your hard-earned money on. Mm -hmm. That's fine. No, yes, she deserves privacy. But at the same time, I think that people don't understand how much she's gaining from being in the press. And they just always think she's being like stalked. So yeah, that's kind of like the only angle I ever take on her. But the um, other piece of that is to your point about the young people with like the phones and the Instagram, what I love about her is she makes it cool to have a personality, a talent, creative output. She makes it cool to like foster qualities other than just being hot. Yeah. And, and that I'm, is what the God. social media world, world values. Oh. And that's what I obsess over when I look at Instagram and I look at TikTok and I'm just like, oh my God, all people do is like stick their finger in their mouth with their long ass talon nail. And like, mm -hmm. there's like a weird R&B like song the in the claw. background. Yeah. And it's just this thirst trap thing. And I'm just like, I don't want this for my yeah. kids. Like yeah. I, I, I don't have kids, but like, I just, I don't know. In my world, it was so much more important to be smart and articulate and to like be develop a sense of humor and to all be these a genuine things. person. <laughs> and I love that Taylor's like, I've never been edgy. I've yep. never been sexy. Yep. I've been really emotionally intense and loved to write from a very young age. And I think like those are the types of things is why she needs to do interviews, which I was, it was hard during the rep era, but I understand. Um, and those are the type of reasons why I think she deserves all the respect in the world because you can criticize her all you want, but her contribution is so far and above positive. Oh yeah. Than anybody else is. Anybody else out there right now, I feel like. And like the whole, it, it, it's so interesting because like when you like really think about it, Taylor Swift even talked about recently, she's like, oh, I'm like an FBI agent. I know how to hide. Like she used to go out with Joe in wigs and like they used to wander around London in wigs and sunglasses and trench coats. And like, that's what I, I imagined in my head. But she's talked about using right. wigs before and she knows how to hide and she knows exactly when she wants to be seen. Um, I like follow like a few fan accounts and there's like all this like drama in the comments. People be like, I thought you weren't going to post paparazzi pictures anymore. And then someone else who's younger than me who runs the page goes, she was looking up and smiling and she knew exactly like, like th that this was going to happen. Like this is not the same caliber as her leaving the gym. And I was like, look at her, look at this chick go. And she runs like a pretty badass Taylor Swift fan account, like 40,000 Instagram followers. Amazing. So I'm like, More than I got. And, and she's, she kills it, honestly. And you, do you know her handle? Yeah, it's must like me for me. Oh, I'll, I'll look her up. I love her. I love amazing. her so much. And I appreciate her saying that. Mm -hmm. do you a lot think, of people don't understand that. You think they Joe just, is hiking in dark jeans and Nikes three days before the delicate <laughs> video comes out? That's a, that's a plant, well, my that's, friends. That's the thing is we understand that 
some of our newer fans don't. And some people that just don't know the hall, no Hollywood, no PR. Like sometimes it's just totally just right over their yeah. heads. And, and I get that. It was over my head for many, many years. And it's one of these things of the hype is building when she gets to be seen. She's doing interviews. There's a reason why any artist out there, not just Taylor Swift, will tour in order to promote their album. Upcoming album, Jimmy Fallon, like, oh, no, 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 we're going to do this. We're going to play a funny Pictionary game. Like, there's a reason why they do that. It's to build the hype. The whole thing with her being silent for three years after Kim Kardashian, Calvin Harris, Kanye West, Snapchat, Katy Perry debacle mm -hmm. was like one hit after the other. I do fully believe that she needed that time yeah. to be alone. And she was like, screw everybody. Like, I, I, wanted, I want to hide. But then after it became so secretive, her, I don't know if this was her plan at the time because I think she obviously did that out of like need of like, I really need to like find myself and be with my people right yeah. now. And I would too. I, I don't know how I could handle that kind of scandal. But then once she continued to stay out of the spotlight, it was anything we could get. Where is Taylor Swift now? Is Taylor Swift in this box? Is her crew, did you hear about this rumor? <laughs> oh my God. Is Taylor Swift being carried out of her house in this box? But and also, why would that be weird? I would totally hide in a suitcase. I would too. And they, they were, like people were like, Paparazzi noted how carefully the, the crew members were handling this large box. Could Miss Swift fit in a box? And there were YouTube videos of, can Taylor Swift fit in a box? We found our 5'9 friend, uh, the box of I'm the same like, size. I'm like, kind of watch that later. No, like, it's a real thing. And it's like, as much as Taylor Swift probably needed, I mean, 100% needed that time away, the more she was away, the more we won of her. Yeah. Now, that's why, why I feel like my channel took off and why Taylor Swift Tuesday is such a thing now because... Someone wrote me a letter the other day and they Aww. said something really cool and was like, Lauren, it's so cool that we all get to watch the TS7 era unfold together. Like I can go to oh, your channel really sweet. and like look at the comments and we can yeah. watch it unfold together because Taylor's a more private person now. It's really cool that you go over things people are talking about in the fandom because she doesn't do that, whether or not she right. sees it. And I'm like, well, hey, that's a really cool thing that I never thought about. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, and especially put yourself in that situation with what artists and people that you kind of saw yourself in meant to you at that time. Totally. It, I think you, it's very easy, easy, anything in the pop culture realm to trivialize what you do, or you can choose to see that it actually has a lot of value in just a different way. Yeah. And I think sometimes when your job is more in like the levity, the light stuff day to day, it's not that it's not important. It's actually very important in contrast to what people are actually dealing with. And honestly, I get so much joy. Like, when like my husband and dog fell asleep before me and I can just do a deep scroll through yeah. Tumblr. I am like a in the cold scroll. blue light of my iPhone. I'm just like, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm in my happy place. Like, let me thrilled. catch up. Cause That's it's funny. But it's cause yeah, you, you, I always tell my husband, I'm like, are you trying to tell me that like you tracking stats uh, and like injuries and doing fantasy football with sports is any different than me tracking lyrics and pop? No. like, no, it's sorry. Cooler in my opinion. But well, right. I'm like, it's the, it's an entertainment and, and what she's managed to do is build treasure maps in lieu of linear narratives that every, every other artist does. And we are just along for the ride. And we are eating following breadcrumbs moment of it. And, and she's, it's, yeah, it's so cool that she's been doing this since her very first albums. Like I, I remember, how, I don't know how old I was cause I'm a year younger than Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And I always have been like the year 22 came out, like me and all my friends got to sing 22 and our 22nd oh, birthday. It was like the best. So you're 1990. 1991. Okay. I'm mm -hmm. 87. Okay. So yeah. So we both like are two years ish yeah. from yeah. her. That's and funny. So it was this thing where it's like, 
whether or not we were the same age, like we were going through the same stuff. Yeah. And when her song Enchanted came out, oh, epic, epic song Enchanted. Allegedly about the dude from Owl City of Fireflies Not allegedly, fame. confirmed. <laughs> I didn't you remember that know song, that. Fireflies. Yes. Oh, yes. And like, did you know that he did a song back to her? No. With her lyrics? So like, I don't remember his name, but in like the, the, um, the booklet for that album that it came out on. What, Speak Now? I think so. Oh, oh, Enchanted? No, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, that Enchanted came out on, she capitalized letters and it spelled out his name, Adam. Mm-hmm. That was his name. Yep. And then when he found out, he was so flattered. This was back in the MySpace days. Oh, yeah, oh, long time ago. Live so journal. Fun. That was her fun days, emo days. And he did a response song back where he was like, used her beat and changed the lyrics. And he was just like, Taylor, I was enchanted to meet you too. And it's like, She's been doing this since she was like she really has. 16. And I'm like, I was shopping at Claire's or something. I don't know what I was doing when I was 16. Oh. Like, she is a like poet in our song. The lyrics, oh, yeah. I've got a one hand feel on the steering wheel, the other on my heart. It's lyrical gold. Like, it's just, I don't know how you sat down at such a young age and just that came out of you. Right. Like, I don't know how you did that. Oh, I mean, beyond. I, I, I think I, one day in uh, the, my podcast Facebook group, we went through and everybody said their favorite lyrics. And we we're all just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You keep yeah. bury hatches, but you keep maps of yes. where you put them. Oh, that's like, such a great It one. made me laugh so hard. And, like, mine you are kind forget. of random, too. Like, like I know what? everybody loves all too well, but, like, I'm very obsessed with um, dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator light. Of course. It's incredibly oh. sensory. It's so, yes, imagery. I'm like, I, I'm there. I'm there I'm with there. you dancing. I, am, I see it. God, that's so fucking good. It's, I know. <laughs> and I just don't see I, Taylor and Jake together at all. At I know all. there's like cute photos, but I'm like, you are so much older than her. She was so young when this happened. Like, wow, that's just me. Same with John Mayer. Who said that? I don't know. Um, also... <laughs> You know how the kids are like, this is like, that's a mood or like, you know, call something Such a mood, a mood, yeah. a mood is Taylor Swift saying it was uh, rather, you know, egotistical of John Mayer to think that dear John was about him. <laughs> <laughs> like she responded once being like, that's a little, you know, conceited of him to assume. And I'm like, his name in the that's song. That's very but funny. to be fair, this is why she's a, she's a genius because Dear John letters are a thing. Ask uh-huh. Nicholas Sparks. Yeah. <laughs> it's you like, know what his song back to her was, right? Paper Doll. Oh my God, it cracks. Have you seen the music video for it? No, but he's, he said it wasn't necessarily about her, which of course he's not going to confirm got 20, it. You're, you're like 22, 22 girls girl? in one and then he said someone's going to paint you another sky and in mm. her song she says like, you painted, painted me. me blues. Yeah, yeah. No, but the music, you have, John Mayer is like, I want to meet, my roommate's obsessed with very funny. I'm dying to meet him. Do you ever watch his Instagram show? Of course, show? Current, mood. current Mood. He, the music video for Paper Dolls is. <laughs> I don't, I didn't even think I knew there was a Have music video. Have you ever heard, <laughs> this is why. Interesting. Have you ever heard of Prancer Size? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's three and a half minutes of this woman prancer sizing down a street in LA and it's the whole video. That's the Paper Doll That's video? That's the Paper, and it's. So ridiculous and stupid and like, what the F is going on here that you're like, okay, he's John trolling Mayer, us. checkmate. I see you. Yeah. He's Rick rolling. Yes, us. <laughs> he literally is. Oh That's my hilarious. God. It kills me. He, uh, I am obsessed yes. with his personality. Um, same. I'm not like that into his music, but I love how he talks. I think I, I always say, 
I love like architects of the English language. I like when people use different words and yeah. different idioms and ways of speaking that I don't hear all the time. Yeah. Because as a person that speaks a lot, you too, mm-hmm. I like to hear how other people pair down thoughts. Yes. In like a Put very together beautifully constructed release way. Release them to the world. Yeah. John I like Mayer, how mine works. Taylor Swift and Jack Johnson are actually the three people, three reasons I ever wanted to buy my own guitar. I was mm. just so struck by their music that I was like, I can't believe you're making these noises with your sound, with your sound, with your fingers. Right. Like, I don't know how you do that. How do I learn to do that? And it's like those three people that were like my, my pinnacle. Can you like, still play? Yeah. Oh, I still play all the time. What's your like favorite song to play? Um, because I don't play as much as I like would like to. I always, my go-tos are like, I'm yours mm. and Wagon Wheel. Hey. Oh, totally, totally. I'm like Colorado granola girl who like loves to like play guitar around like a campfire with my friends and like beer. <laughs> um, I would love a friend that wanted to play guitar around yeah, a campfire. It's literally, do you know how hard it is to find a friend like that here in LA? It's, uh, it's I, so hard that I'm really? really flying back home tomorrow to go camping with my friends in Colorado. Can you have a campfire? Like, I don't know. They have um, fire pits on the beach at Dockweiler. And Why that just sounds magical. Go? I don't know. That's I mean, what everybody did at Laguna Beach High. I know. <laughs> Fun. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, I got to call up Spencer Pratt. Seriously. Well, That's... so he was on my channel. He was? <laughs> yeah. Well, he came on your show? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He loves Taylor. He's really cool. Yeah. His review of the rep album was I know. astute. Yeah, it's very funny. Um, my I one time mentioned in a video on one of my Taylor Swift Tuesdays because I was like, have you guys ever watched Spencer Pratt's Instagrams? Because every morning he is an espresso and he says, look what you made me do. And it's hilarious. And then my Twitter follower started tweeting him saying, you have to go on Lauren's Taylor Swift Tuesday. You have to go. And then he DM'd me and he's like, hey, I hear you've got a show. And I was like, I, are you really DMing that. me right now, Spencer Pratt? <laughs> like, is this actually happening? And couldn't have been nicer. That's amazing. Like, it's funny because I'm such a planner. Mm-hmm. So I would like send like a long thing be like, okay, so how's like this day and blah, blah, blah. And he should be like, yep, for sure. See you then. And I'm like, clearly he hates me. And then I get there. Couldn't have been nicer. Gunner is the cutest thing in the world. Heidi is so sweet. And it was just like an hour and a half. And we just sat there and chatted about Taylor Swift on camera and literally such a nice guy. Wait, I have to see that video. Yeah, it's on my channel. I can't wait. He like kind of invented the, the, paparazzi calling business model he kills me he's so funny and like and he was like a successful producer like he he doesn't get enough credit for like actually his role in popular culture he doesn't get enough there's so many because i watched a beach in the hills and i watched all of it and because you're like me we know how like things work he literally has has told people he's like i was paid to say these things and act like this and sure i was the villain because every show needs a villain and and I'm like, I so get that. And I get you. And he's such a nice person, like very funny, very friendly. And like, it's, it's so funny because there is still people that like believe it. Like, oh, reality TV means that it's reality. And I'm like, LOL. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. Come on. There's, there's writers for reality TV. Like right. when you tell people that they get so mad. I have one, one of my best friends is obsessed with, um, what, what's the pump restaurant? Vanderpump. Show? Oh, I'm not sure. Is, have yeah. you ever heard of it? <laughs> I like literally have like was just checking my open table. I'm like, okay, like, is sir, it then, then sir, pump, then pump, and then Tom Tom doesn't take reservations, but you will be there anyway. I will have a steampunk themed martini. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's um, Vanderpump Rules, and it is a masterpiece. <laughs> no, it's this thing where I told my friend, I go, you know what? It's all fake, right? She goes, no, 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 this one's not. And I go, honey, it's fake. She goes, Lauren, it's not. And I, I one quick Google search, and I go, here's an eyewitness of account. Here's an eyewitness account of. Someone sitting at a lunch table right over, like right next to them, 
and like videotaping them doing a shot three times. And she's like, mm. well, what's the shot? And I'm like, an argument. Of, of course, like if you're going to throw water at someone, we got to get it from three different angles. And she was just like, I can't believe this has been a lie this whole time. And I'm like, reality TV shows have script writers because it's not reality TV. Like you're joking, right? right? Like the friendships are often real. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like the, the, the fights the, are real. The fights are real. The settings are real. But the, the, yeah, you're you're spot on in that like they will be like, you need to say that again, yep. louder, harsher, Your whatever. mic wasn't turned on. Can you say that again? Um, a random person walked by that we didn't have sign um, a release a release form and we can't blur out their face for whatever reason. I need you to come back in here and look shocked yeah. again. Like there's a whole thing of just that people don't understand. And I'm like, now that I get it, I'm like, it's how they make money. It's it's yeah. TV. It's 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 how it works. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like supposed to record with some people that are on reality shows and like two days from now and they still cannot confirm a time because they're at the mercy of their production schedule. Yep. Oh God, that's stressful. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's believable though. Yeah. Cause they're it, under like expensive well, it, contracts. It kind of makes me appreciate it as a job more. Cause I just thought you lived your life no, and the cameras followed you, but no, 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 no. no, no. You pick certain scenarios mm-hmm. in which you're filmed and it's, it, yeah, it's wild. I, uh, I mean, what I wouldn't give to have more insight into uh, T.S. life. What I think is so interesting, too, and I always I try to point this out because I think in the Kardashian era, it's wild. She didn't she never shows us herself like on her jet. We never see her like expensive bags. Like she'll be in a seat, but it's not like look at me on the steps of my oh, jet. Yeah, yeah. I was like, she she used to it's show. It's not us her like jet look at my time. Lambo. It's not like no, it's look not at the, my purse. The this pose. She, we yeah, never, never really see her in glam. We never really see like that's a good point. We do never. We never see her in glam, everything. Huh? At, all the entirety of the Kardashians' content are all the things that she does not show us. Yep. And I think that's a really interesting thing about her. Hmm. And I think I don't know if it's purposeful or whatever, but like we, she really, really limits. And she really, really limits um, a needless display of wealth, yeah. which like we all know it's there, but her houses kind of look normal. Yeah. And that's like, and that's I love like that. what I really like yeah. about her in that sense that it, it is such God, the Kardashian era. Isn't that crazy? That we're growing up the world like that. It is very interesting to think about. And like, I'm, it is a life goal of mine and I believe it'll happen one day that I want to interview Taylor Swift. And I want to ask her. The, you will. That's the secret. Let's put it it's out in the, the secret, universe. Put out in the universe. Um, <clears throat> put those vibes out there. Because I want to ask her dumb things of like, what is your like vice? Like, what's your expensive toy that you like? Do you like boats? Do you like jewelry, shoes, makeup? Like what or like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what is something that you just enjoy? Are you a big sushi eater? Do you like duck? Like the weird random questions where I'm like, what's your favorite cheese? Like, how do you, (laughs) those are things that I think about. Cause like me and my girlfriends will always like drink wine and we'll have cheese. And I'm like, what is like your day to day like? Yeah. The randomest, dumbest questions of no, hers. No, I I'd agree. Like That's know. the stuff I want to know about people. Yeah. Like what, what, for a person that has it all and yeah. you're normal, is everybody else's impossible? Mm-hmm. What gets you excited? Yeah. Like, are you like a person that really just, I just enjoy being on like a beach, a secluded island, or mm-hmm. I'm a pool person, or I'm just book, book in bed and just Netflix. Like, that's yeah. like what I, like the weird mundane stuff that I'm like, I wish Taylor Swift would just start a YouTube channel and be like, Hi guys, here's a vlog of my day. <laughs> Don't forget like and to subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like truly, what a dream. I mean, could, that would actually break the internet if she literally just like woke up in bed. When do you think 
we're going to get Taylor Swift's first Instagram of her and Joe Alwyn because I cannot Never. believe Never. that we still haven't gotten it yet. Still. She wrote an entire album about him and we still haven't gotten the Instagram post of happy birthday. Congrats. Oh, on the, she said congrats <laughs> on the Oscar. He wasn't in it though. I have so many thoughts about Joe that are probably not in our best interest to get into. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. It's very, well, the post I had to take down, not for any reason other than that, like, I just felt uncomfortable with like the comments, Yeah, um, was me showing that every time they've shown up like about 12 times in the past three years. And every time within a week, one of them's had a major headline Mm -hmm. and it's a matter of, okay. And I don't know either way. It's like, is I, it, it's more it, Occam's razor, right? Are you familiar with Occam's razor? It's the nope. theory of the simplest answer is usually, usually the correct one. Okay. Yeah. 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 And the simplest answer is they're actually together. They have no interest in being seen in the public eye, but when they have something to promote, especially for a fledgling career like his, it makes a ton of sense. Yeah. The complicated answer is this is a very strategic PR, you know, based relationship. He is so awkward talking about her. Very not charming a lot of video footage of him being borderline rude to fans. He, he's just not, really? he's just not what we need. And like, but, but, but to that point, if he was hand selected, I would assume he'd be a lot more charming. You know what I yeah. mean? I've so seen I, fan videos of him and he's been lovely. I have, That's I have so many different thoughts and like, yeah, um, there's, it is a thing of like, she is mega superstardom. She's so famous. She'd be it's impossible to date. Imp- yeah, and it's this thing where like he was like an unknown, and then he got three. He was living with his parents. Yeah, he got three. He it blows my mind that he was graduating. He's about to have his like like senior showcase, and then he got cast in Billy Lynn's Halftime Walk mm-hmm. as the lead. Then he has and like four movies. This yeah, year. and Oscar nominated, and that does not happen for someone that young. And and he he does seem like a very very talented actor. I've seen him act. Um, I don't know how I would feel if I was an actor trying to be serious about my career and all everyone wants to hear about is who I'm dating. I'd probably be touchy too. But I don't know if I ever jump on board of the whole strategic relationship thing because I'm like, I just feel like what did Taylor Swift have to gain by dating him? People not like all up in a grill about who she's dating. Like we are anyway, but like E! News isn't. You know what I mean? E! News is all about Joe Alwyn, though. Well, right, but that's a consistent narrative. And I think, like, it almost um, dilutes the mainstream media interest in her when they already, like, know who she's with, like, kind of confirmed. Yeah, like... When people don't know. It's this thing where, like, E! News actually has an article called, like, five things you need to know about Taylor Swift's new man. Like, that's an actual article that they wrote. (laughs) And given all of the fandom speculation about her love life, the mainstream media could have been so much more annoying in recent years... And I, and yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, the thing, the thing is, is like, I have my thoughts on their relationships, believability factor. Um, but my thoughts don't make sense logically. Like it's, it's a vibe I get. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I don't have any valid reason to yeah. say it's not legit. It's just that like, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I don't see it. And I watch interviews of him and I'm just like, I, I, I saw, I like, I, I'm not like a huge Calvin Harris fan, but I saw his charisma yeah. and like how they could maybe really understand each other 
I, I shouldn't say that. I actually don't really get them. I'm trying to think if I've ever. That's so funny because I feel like when I watch Joe Alwyn's interviews, I'm like, oh, damn, I get it. They look alike. They're tall. They're No. And I know that that sounds weird, but it's like scientifically proven that people unknowingly, unconsciously like look for mates. Right, right. <laughs> that look similar to them. And they look so much alike. They are gorgeous blue eyes. Like this, like it, it's very weird. Like, this is like one photo where I'm like, whoa, like they look very similar. And I get that. When I see a guy that like has like a dark hair and kind of looks, I'm just like, oh, hey, he's really cute. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, weird. Why am I into mm. that? Why is that my type? Kind mm. of. But it's like, it's interesting that that's your vibe. And maybe because I am blonde and I'm so unattracted to blonde men. Mm-hmm. Are you attracted to blonde men, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I think he looks so much. Do you not think you're I think he looks exactly like Carly Kloss. Yes. I'm like, they His look face so looks like Carly Kloss. Similar. <laughs> like, weird. they're so tall. I'm like, I see it. And I see it till the end for them. Really? But there are so many people that believe that Taylor's in a strategic contract relationship with, with Calvin. There's so many people. I've, I've literally seen that rumor. Do you want to know the, the only reason why I think there's merit to that? Why? Is because of Calvin Harris's tweets um, about, did you see this about how, Last year, to get a, like a Grammy nomination, I grew a big old beard, and it didn't work. And now this big old beard is gone. I mean, like literally, he said beard four times, and he was talking about how he did something to get more, like garner more attention uh-huh. for the Grammys, and it didn't work. But he's like relieved that, like, on to the next chapter. I'm, I'll send, I'll show it to you. Everybody that listens to my podcast is so aware of this. I talk about it all the time because I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. Because my, my entire point is I, I am deep in every rabbit hole ever, but I don't really believe any one of them specifically other than that when people go on the record and say stuff like that, it's like, what do you think people are going to infer? Yeah. That's I mean, not me reaching. That's not me outing. Know, that's me that's being like, Twitter. <laughs> okay. How did nobody make you? But then I'm like, how did nobody make you delete this? Like, but it was, I, it was uh, far enough after they dated, whatever. So that was like a huge turning point for me of being like, oh, not that not, I, I, the beard thing, whatever, but like them being a little bit strategic because like, yeah, that, that was like a golden couple at the time. Oh, yeah. And they were, they were the it couple for sure. And ultimately, I think his reputation was tarnished from that relationship. You think? I, I don't think his stock went up. I think his stock was the highest it ever was when it was when he was with her. Yeah. Like in a post, we found love. You know, this is what you came for era. Since then, you know, he had summer. He had like all the, you know, what it feels like or whatever. Like that he waterfall had the song, yeah. biggest songs. Lately, it's been like fine. Maybe I it's like the music. learned who he was when he oh, started really? dating Taylor, which is bad. Not a lot of people can agree with yeah. me in that sense, but I learned who he was. And I was like, oh, who's this new cute Scottish guy Taylor's with? Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, he makes good music too. She oh, it's that guy. love blonde men from the UK. She loves the accent. And you know I don't hate an accent yeah. either. Okay, so this TS7 era, you know, you and I have all been very deep in the, the clues and the Easter eggs <laughs> and blah, 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 like over it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the, the meat, like what actually has, has been produced. What were, well, you have a reaction video, actually. What were your initial thoughts about me? The song? Yes. Um, like we can all agree it's like he, happy. So- Cute. It's catchy, and I'm a big Megan Trainer fan, and I love her music. And one time, Megan Trainer talked about 
this formula that her and her team have come up with. Like, oh yeah, we like have it down to a beat because someone literally went, and I think Megan Trainor got in trouble for saying this. Because oh, sure. I was yeah, say, I'm surprised. someone was like, "How do you just have such everyone hit after hit, starting with all about that bass?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, well thank you. You know, we actually have it done like a mathematic formula." I was like, "That's that's what we want to hear. That's what the fans want to hear. Like, is that it's though. not from the heart, but that it's literally you had engineers sit down and be like, hey, this is a hit. And there are actual programs out there that um, sound engineers can run, and they can literally be like, this." has many this many beats per minute and we can figure out like how well it'll do on the charts like an estimated guess i'm not saying that's what happened with taylor swift and the song me but i was surprised when i initially heard it because it just it sounds like it doesn't sound like anything that i've ever heard from her when i per my relationship with taylor swift is her lyrics they're so personal and they're so real even from her song this is why we can't have nice things maybe that's not about like a super serious heart-wrenching topic but the lyrics in it, they, they strike me. They're like, I, I love that. Like, I just think that's just all of it. Like, even if there's like a cheesy line of like, why did you have to rain on my parade? I love it. I love that song. Something about me, I love the verses. And then when I got to the chorus, I was like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. I've never heard Taylor Swift do anything like with E's and O's holding out the entire chorus. And... You know, some people will talk about like she's um, she has once talked about, I think, at like a Grammy Museum performance about Shake It Off and how it was a different type of song she's ever written because she was like, I always thought songs had to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. And that was it. That was my song formula. And then she's like, and then Shake It Off became this new style of songwriting that I've never done before that I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to I'm going to say shake it off over and over and over again. And she did that again in Out of the Woods. And, and she went with it. And Look it, what you made me it do. It was great. Look what you made me do. And, and she's like developing as like a songwriter, obviously. And I personally was like, I, I don't really know how to describe it. I feel like my, my first genuine reaction was like, I was still waiting for something. When it ended, I was like, oh, I was still waiting for like more of, of like the Taylor. Like I recognized Taylor when she said, and when we had that fight out in the rain, you ran after me and called my name. I'm like, that's Taylor. That's Taylor. Yeah. But then the chorus of like, it, it just seemed very Disney. And, and it's this thing where like, I feel bad saying this because she has outrightly come out and said, I wanted my first single to be catchy, positive, and not take itself too seriously. Like we came up with the line, spelling is fun. And we were cackling about how funny and, and ridiculous it, it was. And now the radio is cutting out. Isn't that funny? Um, so it's this thing where it's like, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I really like it. It wasn't, I'm obsessed with it right away. But then I listened to it more and more and I was like, all right, this is, really, this is a good song. I'm into it. I think similar feelings with You Need to Calm Down, but I think I liked You Need to Calm Down the first time I heard it more than I liked me. I like You Need to Calm Down so much more than me. I do too. I do too. I, okay. Well, A, you were just so nice about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's not because I- It's tough because I, I was- it was one of those things where I'm like, I'm no, just so excited exactly for new music. Saying. It doesn't hurt my ears. Yeah. It's pleasant. It's happy. It's, yeah. it's great. Like, I have no qualms about, like, a happy, simple song. Yeah. And when you look back at her L article, she, I almost feel like she's um, qualifying when she's like, you know, we want our music to be universal and lyrics like, baby, pull me closer in the backseat of your rover. I feel like she's almost qualifying me by quoting overly simplistic lyrics and giving them a more, like, um, but that song is poetic justification. However, 
but I actually, as a, as you know, you know, not to brag, a poet, um, Ooh, just <laughs> I like wrote a children's book. Um, no, the, I have talked about this on my podcast before, but like I, I, in poetry, it's, cons- it's very cheap to rhyme proper nouns okay, and the okay. chain smokers are the Kings oh, of yeah. that Blink-182 song in Tucson. I'm like, seriously, uh, uh, like, at, really like roommate back in Boulder, we ain't yeah. never getting older. I'm like, okay, guys, there's like, a lot we can do here. Like rappers rhyming bottles with models. <laughs> right. It, it's, it's very, it's, it's so, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. However, that song, I love that closer is yep, like one same. of the biggest songs, I mean, in years and it's so good. And to Taylor's point, it's memorable. Yeah because they're more tangible, they're less symbolic, they're less poetic, whatever. Um, I think in her talking about those types of lyrics, she was almost being like, we want our music to be kind of like blanket sometimes and universal and simple and whatever. And when I heard me, I was like, okay, it's catchy. It's cute. It reminds me exactly of shake it off. Look what you made me do. We are never, ever getting back together. together. They're repetitive. They're upbeat. They're bubble gummy. And they are the, her leading singles and they're, the most universal broad mm-hmm. way to get the message out here that Taylor's back. And I would do the exact same yeah. thing. Who wouldn't? And it has no reflection on the album that she released after it. God, and that's no. kind of what I was like, all right, cool. Taylor Swift wants to release her songs in this like manner. That's, that's her art. She gets. Yeah. That. So it's, it's one of those things where like, I do like to always remain positive and it is like someone else's like art, but it's also like in the sense that it's, ta- how do I just say this? In the sense that it's Taylor's like right to release her music as she wants, it's also like in my right, feel the way that I want to feel about it. it just of course. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that I don't like her as much. I feel like that that is a, something that goes around the Swifty fandom. That's happened before. Like I, I got a comment on my video recently that was, hi, like this, just so you know, like I don't really think we should be comparing songs because they're not apples to apples. You can't compare old, <laughs> old yes. albums to new albums. And I was like, I'm so sorry that you feel offended by my opinion. It is not mean to, I am not trying to force my opinion on you. I was just, you know, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about what I want to talk about and what I want to talk about sometimes are my opinions. And in no way did I say that I hated the song, that it was bad or whatever. I just said, I was like, this is good. It's not what I expected from her, but this was good. And I got a bunch of comments that were like taking offense to the fact that I didn't bow down mindlessly. And I'm like, you know, I think Taylor would appreciate that, honestly. A hundred percent. And I think for what you do, that's like a very weird position to be in. And I think that, um, like I always, as we talked about, I love, I listen, I've listened to a lot of John Mayer interviews and I view my doormats the same way he views your body as a wonderland. We're grateful for it. It was our first hit. It was our biggest hit everywhere we go. That's the big, that's what we're going to be asked about. We both feel like we're so much more and we've done so much more. And no matter what, I'm just going to be like, yeah, and I'll talk about them. And I have my spiel. And like, I'm so proud of what I did, but I'm way prouder of my book. And I'm way prouder yeah. of like a lot of, the, of this podcast and a lot of the other things I've done. And it's, but it's fine. And it, but I say that because every artist, every creator has their things that they, they're, are popular. Yeah. And the things that they love and they they're created. Launchpad. And they're there's like, very mm-hmm. rare, there's often a disconnect. And I think that Definitely. It's not crazy to think that way. And also I think you have to remember that we're, like the compliment isn't always in the song. Like for me, the compliment is this is a really smart song to release for your first track yeah. off your album to be palatable to the largest amount of people possible possible. And then we slowly whittle to the meat of the album. Yes. And so my compliments to her strategy and her business 
And I think that that's where it gets lost to people that just want everybody to love her music. Yeah. But it's like, a, I don't know. Like, I think she'd love to be complimented as a businesswoman. I mean, definitely. She is a <laughs> badass businesswoman. And I feel like she knows that. And it is one of those things of like, because I didn't fall in love with the song me as, as much as I fall in love with other songs, in no way does that mean that I'm like turning my back on her. And I feel like social media can be a good thing. And it can also be a bad thing where you just, people feel the need to like always like speak their mind about yeah. something. And I'm like, it got guys in no way. Clearly I run a weekly show about Taylor Swift. Clearly I'm a fan and the things that I do mean that I'm a fan. Yeah. And for me to like come out and be like, these weren't my favorite lyrics and the beat was all right. And I'm, I'm still listening to it in my car when I drive places. It, it's this thing where it's like, I feel like again, like the Stan culture where I feel like I need to like qualify, like because yeah. I don't have something in my profile that says that, I've been, I don't even know. Well, I don't know. Like you didn't go to the red world first. Like I don't, I've so I don't, know, if I'm a, I don't know if I'm a real fan. <laughs> no. And it is that thing of like, what's so cool. Like there's so many good parts of the Swifty fandom that I'm just, I'm so in awe of. Like there is this guy, Brent Shepard. He is fabulous. He lives in Australia with his partner and he's an artist. And when, when I first started really like figuring out Taylor Swift stuff, he was telling me about how many good things the Swifties have done for each other. Oh yeah. He told me that within 24 or 48 hours, they raised up enough money for this fan who had never been to a Taylor Swift concert mm -hmm. on GoFundMe, two tickets to Tokyo, hotel, food, travel, and concert tickets for this fan and her grandma to go to Tokyo. And this That's is the amazing. same Brent who sent me He's an artist. He's very, very talented. Who sent me a hand-painted, gigantic portrait of Taylor Swift that's in my bedroom right now. And it's, I'm so that's in so awe cool. of, like, how amazing these fans can be. And it's, like, anyone out there. It's, like. Because when we're all in the stadium, you're, you're with your people. Like yeah. you said, you went alone. I'd go alone. Like, th that's what connects us. Yeah. And the, the, but. What shouldn't be as big of an issue is is just like the the way you get there, right? Like, yeah, everyone's gonna have different thoughts on different songs, and it's fine. And yeah, and but I know what you mean. Like, obviously, like she truly she is who she is because she has the best fans in the world. And yeah, like, I don't know any of them specifically, but um, I think that I'm just always trying to herald like just because you aren't like emotive to the nth degree at all times about everything. It doesn't make you less of a fan. It just yes, makes you a person. Exactly. And and it becomes this thing where like, I get nervous to voice my true opinion. Yeah. But when no everything's way, your favorite, you lose merit. Exactly. And, and it's this thing where like, I am so upfront and real with people, with anyone and in any, like I have no problem speaking my mind. And that's something that I've always wanted to remain true on my channel. And that's something that I always have remained true. I never want to represent a brand that I don't believe in. Like, I'm actually in the middle of like working with a brand that I'm going to have to go back to them and be like, hi, I tried out your product. I really don't like it. I'm sorry. I can't promote this to my audience. Yeah. That's, that's literally me. I would never want, that's like why I just believe in influencer marketing so much because I've purchased things that my friends promote. They're like, oh yeah, this actually works. Like hmm. we are not Jennifer Aniston promoting Garnier Fructis commercials. Jennifer Aniston does not have Garnier Fructis shampoo in her shower. But she Guaranteed. has dry eyes. Oh, it's just crazy. Like, <laughs> I, that's what I believe about influencer marketing so much is we have this power to be like, yeah. I'm promoting something real and my fault. I have like a genuine connection with my audience and I would never want to promote something to them that I didn't believe. And that includes my opinions. Right. People can easily disagree with me and I, I hope that they do. 
they can love this, like the song me can do something for someone else that it didn't do for me. And that's amazing. And I love that. Yeah. And that's cool. I think that's uh, dead on. And like, I think that's why people love you. Cause I've watched a ton of your videos and I think that you do a good job of like, what's important is that you're excited. Like we're all so excited. Yeah. Like, do you think I'd spend hours <laughs> sifting through these fucking clues if I wasn't excited? It's overwhelming. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It's wild. And like, well, that's why too, I was so, um, I think what's also fun about the roller coaster is like after me, I was like, okay, maybe this is a vibe. It's going to be a little bit different. Maybe not as brooding. Like I think I, I'm, I'm more, I'm, a, I'm more melancholic. Like I'm yeah. a more, I'm a more of a brooder. Oof, look what you made me do was good. I, I know single. I liked it and nobody else. I feel like a lot of people didn't like it. And I was like, when I heard it, I like fell to the floor and I was like, listen to her. This is great. I know, because Honey, I Rose Up From The Dead, I Do It All Ooh. The Time is like a big lyric for me. Uh-huh. And I just feel like people act like that song is like a throwaway. Oh and God, I, all yeah, of I, Reputation. I'm glad to hear you disagree, because I actually thought, I, oh, okay, I think Reputation is a masterpiece. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love that entire album. Like, it's so funny, because a lot of people that like grew up with her and like, like all the older albums, like, oh, Reputation didn't really do it for me. And I get comments like that all the time. I don't like, think they spent enough time with it. I was like, these lyrics, are you kidding me? Beyond. Like swaying as the room burned down like are you referencing john mayer yes do you think so oh yeah oh my gosh slow dancing in a burning room versus swaying till the room burned down those are the same oh my god oh my god <laughs> did i just blow your mind no you didn't because if if i got into this talking I for know, hours, I know. no that that to me is um dancing with our hands tied to the point where I could cry is a closeted anthem. Oh yeah. No, but I mean like you're like closeted, you're in love with your best friend and yep. the world can't know. Oh. Why I loved you in secret first sight. Yeah. We loved without reason. Um, I loved you in spite of deep fears that the world would divide us. Why the hell would deep fears divide John Mayer and Taylor Swift? Oh, you think that song's about Taylor? I think that no, song's about- No, I think it's about like a female. Okay. That's a, that's a very big rumor for sure. When I decoded it- Yeah. Dancing with our hands tied being about a woman is like not- it's it's like can it's like almost canon in the Taylor rumor realm, but but it's not out of it's not salacious. It's literally yeah, no, it's definitely not out of question. It's gender neutral, and it's like I loved you in secret mm-hmm. first sight. Yeah, we loved her that reason. Oh, 25 years old. Taylor dated 20, John Mayer in her early 20s. How are you to know that my like the you know deep blue you painted me gold and whatever? But like the entire song. This is why I feel like reputation kills me. Cause I'm like, if you listen to that in the context of like, I am so in love with this person and I want to be dancing with them, but nobody can know I love them. And you can see that as the public can't know we're together because yeah. of the paparazzi. Or you can see that as this is forbidden for some odd reason. So I think that song is about Joe when she was with um, Tom Hiddleston. At like the Met Gala? Yes. I think it was that. I'm trying to, oh my God, it's been so long. Why since would, she, why would she love him so in spite of deep fears was, um, that the world would she divide met them? Joe Alwyn at the Met Gala that one year, that night that she danced with Tom Hiddleston. That's where they met for the first yeah. time, allegedly. And then at the time when she danced with Tom Hiddleston, she was dating Calvin Harris. And so that's when everyone's like, oh, the, the, this song is about Tom Hiddleston. I personally think Getaway Car is her breakup song to Tom Hiddleston. I think that, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. That makes total sense. I think when she was with, Calvin dancing with Tom that like Joe could have been there. But how, then how would he have turned her bed into a sacred oasis? Good point. Very good point. I don't know the answer to that. I, that, and I'm only, I'm only, um, going 
up against you with this song because no, I think great. I think this song is the one of the more deeply um, emotional ones. If yeah. you really put yourself uh-huh. in the position of somebody who's not allowed to love somebody else publicly, it's very little mix um, secret love song. And which I love that song so much. Um, I've never heard it, but I like little mix. I love them. They're so yeah, underrated. I, I just think it's like, um, like you said nothing there in the world. There, there was nothing in the world that could stop it. I had a bad feeling and mm-hmm. darling, you have turned my bed into a sacred oasis. People started talking, putting us through our paces. I know no one in the world that could take it. Like why the point oh, would it be about you're making Joe? me rethink all of it. Cause I feel like I'm trying to think of when I decoded, cause I decoded this. I have a whole video on my YouTube channel of how I decoded every lyric to this song. And I feel like this was a song that stumped me, to be honest with you. I think I was like, the way I explained it is I just explained all the rumors out there about each line and what mm-hmm. it could have gone to. I don't think I addressed the closeted rumor aspect of it. Well, and I think the difference too is like people, you know, I never want to present it in a salacious manner of like outing somebody yeah. or like, you know, whatever. It's, it's speculating about someone's sexuality. Yeah. It's always a very touchy, weird thing. Isn't cool in the event you are presented with no information? However, when you're given lyrics that are some, you know, metaphor and figures of speech to represent somebody's life that come across gender neutral and potentially not heteronormative, I think it's very fair game to say this could be about a man or a woman. We don't have pronouns. We have themes about secret love. We have very sad themes about people not being able to find out. And for me, the problem is when people come at you for thinking that. And I'm like, in what world is it a bad thing to wonder if somebody has been with men and women? It's not a bad thing at all. So you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a funny thing where some people see it as outing and I'm like, well, no, this is art and art is meant to be analyzed Mm -hmm, for sure. And if she wanted it to be about somebody specific, she She knows how to do it or she, or she would have said specifically. Yeah. Um, and I just think that this, I don't know. Anyways, I could go on and on, but no, no, it's very interesting. I've never like actually sat and like thought about it because I've just, I don't know the whole reputation thing like in the, in the magazine when she wrote this thing down like she had a date and she said how would you feel if I wrote a song about you it was like a picture of like Joe or like her and Joe and something and in mm. my mind like reputation is like a big love song to Joe but mm. also like getaway car is in there to Tom Hiddleston and like there's some like Kim Kardashian Kanye West moments there and look what you made me do and in the why we can't have nice things I don't what know. about dress Dress. Everyone says that they think that Carly Kloss is about dress. I feel like that song is about Joe. I don't want you like a best friend. Yeah, like <laughs> you're best friends with a guy. Like, <laughs> like I know that we're friends, that we're close. I don't want you like a best friend. I want you to like do stuff to me. <laughs> she would, but like, I just think that was such a an, an it, even you know, everyone questions regardless that line of for whoever's sure. it, whoever it's about. She knew like. The, the, that word, that term best friend about a guy that she, we know she like more recently met theoretically is it feels unlikely and it feels so specific. Like I don't want, I don't know, but okay. And we'll move on. <laughs> I'm like, I could say so much more on this. <laughs> Honestly, like you, like we could do a straight on courtroom drama. <laughs> I, I do not think an ounce of reputations about Joe. Really? And I will line up timelines of when, what she was wearing when she was in the making of the song videos. And you can pair it back to times before she met Joe. Gorgeous is not about him. I mean, I'm like, dead that you think this. This is like crazy. Yeah. And, but I don't, here's, but here's the thing. I don't want to like, I'm not here to like. You should take it, it as a compliment that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. Who's that about? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Gorgeous is a great example of a song when I heard, I can't say anything to your face because look at your face. I was like, what? That's the same word. Yeah. Like, oh, what are I you doing? I still love it though. And I hated it the first two times I heard it. But then when I heard it, like now I love it. Yeah. It's so good. It's like the way that I would talk. Like, oh, look at your face. Exactly. I can't even look at your face. Like, that's something that I would say. And I think say. that's a great example of a time when the simplicity of the lyrics is totally warranted. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So fun because she can literally write lyrics that she knows. She's like, oh, this was about this day and this day. And we're just like, we could go on for hours and be like, honestly, Lauren, but it's I, this and it's that. And I'm like, welcome to my YouTube channel. <laughs> I, this is educational for me too, because we have directly opposing opinions. Yes. And this is awesome. And this is why I'm, I'm trying not to dissent it because everybody on my podcast knows mine and I want them to hear yours and I want yeah. them to see, like, I think they deserve <laughs> to choose whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but also I'm like very far and like. It's Oh, I'm deep in the rabbit hole. Don't worry. I'm in the rabbit hole, but also like, I think that when it's hard, if you see something to unsee it yeah, and whether it's true or not, you're kind of convinced of it. See, you mean in terms of like um, a rumor be deeply discussed? Yes. Because when Reputation came out and in, in the prologue, it said, like they said it at the, the first sentence and then it said it at the end. It said, let me say it again, louder for those in the back. You think you know someone, but the truth is you only know the side of them they choose to show you. She says this twice. Yeah. And then she says, this, when this album comes out, the media will be scouring for all of the men these songs are about and putting up slideshows, putting up slideshows and they all will be wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. You are making me. You're making my brain hurt. Oh, God. And so this is, this is my brand of Taylor Swift reporting. It's not like I heard that someone said, it's like, yeah. no, I'm just reading. Yeah. And you're, and, and you're, I totally interpret it differently. Yeah. And I think that that's, what's so cool. Yes. I, thought, I was just gonna say, like, I feel like it's so cool that like I can read a line and you can read a line and be like, oh my God, this is about a, and you'd be like, um, this is clearly about B. And I'm like, look at that. That's crazy. Right. And I love that. And in a lot of people like mm -hmm. this is, I mean, this is why like you, I, I, it, the dress is the perfect <laughs> example because I listen to dress and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I don't want you like a best friend. Like I'm sipping wine in the bathtub. Like I, I just like, I understand this whole scenario. She tosses in the line back when you met me, your buzz cut my hair bleached completely centering the song around, around Joe. Joe. Mm -hmm. And to somebody like me, I'm like, Oh, she, this is a ploy. <laughs> no, she drops lyrics to throw people off courses for songs that seem too obvious. Like that song to me was so obvious. I was like, That's so when funny. I was listening, to, I, am, I wow. wasn't even deep in the like. I wasn't even deep in the Kaler fandom necessarily. And I was listening to Dress, and I was like, oh my God, it's kind of like when I first heard "You Need to Calm Down." I was like, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's not because um, because like I first heard "You Need to Calm Down," I literally fell, and then I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, the first part is about um, you know talking about her and Twitter and whatever mm -hmm. just Donald coming Trump. at you. The second part is. You know, it's, at first it's her gown and then it's his gown and then it's our gown. And then, you know, you listen to it and you're like, oh, okay, never mind. Um, but that's why she's good. It's because it's like, it could mean it's up a to, ton of things, to, whether um, it's strategic or not. Yeah. I don't know. It's up for speculation. Um, so what did you think of the video when you saw it this morning? Loved it. I, I did thought too. it was released way too early. I was up at 4.30 a.m. I believe you got. Oh, yeah. For you. Because you, well, mm. time is of the essence for you. Yep. That's YouTube. That's the race, the fun game that I get to play. Um, it was, yeah. it was one of these things where it's like I never like to film if I'm not in a good mood because it'll come across on camera. So I'm like, 
I was sitting there at 4 30 a.m. I was like, how do I wake up and like get ready for this? Because like, I want to be like, I want to be on. Like I want to, I want to turn on to like watch this and be ready to react to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked it. I liked the video. It's funny because Taylor Swift was very, very much not political, very PC. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she's just throwing it right in her face. And I love it. I am right. here for it. And there's not a lot of people that are. No, there are a lot of people that are here for it, but there's a good chunk of people that aren't here for it. Well, what's weird is I think all of her fans, regardless of philosophy, are here for it. The people that aren't are like the people that have always been annoyed by Taylor Swift. I feel like it's the people that are, have problems with gay marriage. See, I don't think, I actually think it's the opposite. I think it's people that think she's queer baiting and like mm. are so LGBTQ positive that they are like, you're using this imagery and adopting it to sell albums, which I fundamentally disagree with, to yeah. be clear. Um, like, you know, to, to our conversation earlier, being an ally is about putting your money where your mouth is. If you capitalize off it without ever benefiting the community in any meaningful way, then that's, wrong. that's a yeah. problem. But obviously she does, she's I mean, clearly yeah, above, above and beyond. beyond. <laughs> and, <Jinx. laughs> right. So like, I don't think that that's a fair argument, but people like my husband who like, care, like see Taylor Swift stuff in passing, he'll like send me an article, you know, from something today. And he's like, oh yeah, people think she's really trying to like capitalize off of pride. I'm like, you're the people perfect example f- of a person that doesn't not get it. That reads headlines. And I totally get that you, that it would appear that way, but like, you don't know she donated $113,000 to the Tennessee Equality Project or whatever. Like, yeah. And like, honestly, I have a ton of gay friends and like, we were talking about this and it, it's funny. Cause like when I first heard the lyrics for you, you need to calm down again, I was kind of like, I love the verses. I, I think the verses are incredibly smart and, and I love them. The chorus fell flat for me. The very, it was the very first time I heard it. Now I love it. Honestly, like the best way to enjoy the song, I think is listen to it in your car. You can really like feel it. Mm. And it's like all around. It's so fun to drive to and to like run to actually fun fact. That's how you um, feel about call it what you want while walking with headphones in. I feel that. God, that's a really good Very one. Donna Lewis, very Sophie B. Hawkins, breathy 90s. The first time I heard that song, and this is still like on my re- reaction, I was like, I feel like she wrote this on a plane. I get that vibe. The jet stream, yeah. Um, my gay friends, I was like, I don't really know. I'm, I like the, the verses and the chorus. And my three gay guy friends who don't know each other, different groups of friends, all of them were like, I just love that she said the word gay. I just I love too. that she said the word gay. Shade doesn't make anyone less gay. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. And because I'm straight, that didn't strike me in the same way that it would strike someone who is gay. And, and that is so important and awesome. And like, that's why I see it as such just like a positive thing. This whole video is absolutely incredible. She had a stage full of drag queens yeah. on stage with her. With, right. Like, representing her and I'm just like no one has done that before and that's oh it was yeah it was really cool and I think um like damned if you do damned if you don't right and I think that in well also I was laughing I was watching your reaction video and it was like (laughs) oh god the problem with reacting to a Taylor Swift video is there's so much happening but you did the exact same thing I would do Mm -hmm. and which I was like because I did I reacted to the song, but I, like, I'm not gay. And I literally fell over when she said gay and I stopped uh-huh. recording because I thought it was happening because yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's, I just, it's not a word I've heard her use. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is important. Like, this, this is, is like crazy yeah. and awesome. And, um, well, 
I, well, what happened was I was watching the lyric video and I saw glad with two A's mm-hmm. and dropped my iPad. And then I was I like, <laughs> and so then I was like on high alert. And then she says, gay. And I like passed out because I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so Huge. It, it's such an inclusive anthem, whether it's, you know, a personal statement or participate like a community-based statement. Yeah. But, um, I was laughing at your, the video because you're like a blender, a watch. Yeah. I was it's- at one point, I go, shrimp, a cake? Why? And then I saw a bunch of people. I didn't like realize it. It was so early in the morning, you Paper, guys. snow, a ghost. I- oh, oh my God, that's my favorite episode of Friends. I'm fucking dead. That's, oh my God, big Friends fan. That's exactly what I reminded you of. And, but you're dead on. It's like, I need, I need six to eight watches uh-huh. before I'm even like. You know, reaction videos give me high anxiety because. No, but that's why they're perfect because that's exactly what I was like. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. An eye mask. A I'm robe, like, shrimp? A trailer. What's happening? <laughs> like, what's going on? And yeah. I saw a few people comment like, I was like, is that a cake? What you gonna do with the shrimp? And I was like, I don't even know that I said that. I was just editing as fast as I could at like 5.30 a.m. Like, that, I don't even know how. That's the entire point of why reaction videos are popular because yeah. they're not produced. Yeah. They're, that's why they're hilarious. I want it. And I actually think that like you're very, that's what I meant by you're always excited, but you're not delusionally positive. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, that's something. Like you'll kind of be like, okay. Like you're not yeah. always like dead dying. Get a girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, like that is. God. No, we'll let you go. But so the biggest, um, honestly, the thing with the videos, I actually think it's way more interesting and um, evergreen to talk about Taylor Swift in general. Cause I think I, by the time you're done with the videos, you're done with the videos. And like, there's nothing like we're sleuthing out. You know what I mean? Like well, there's it's, a lot that no one's talking about online. Well, there's a lot no one's talking about, but I mean like in terms of for a podcast, I think like the bulk of this conversation is so interesting to like sit on a shelf for a time. And like once uh, more songs in the album come out, the less important piece will be like, e- like the Easter egg specifically in this song. Yeah. So that's why I'm glad we cover this because a, I want to tell people to go watch your videos. Yeah. Well, that'd be cool. Um, well, it's like just like funny random things that like no one's talking about online right now. Like my mom, my biggest fan, uh, she watched the video today and she goes, that's so funny that Ryan Reynolds was um, referencing Norman Rockwell. And I go, I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. And my mom made me dig deeper and find out about Norman Rockwell, famous painter from like he's known for painting things about American scenes of family life. And I was like, why would she include this? There's got to be a reason. And then when you type in Norman Rockwell LGBT, there's a ton of rumors that he was gay and that he never acted on it. He had been married three times. They're very, very abrupt, very short, unhappy marriages. And he would always paint and focus on men mm-hmm. and, and adolescent boys. And, and there's like records of his written diaries about how important his male relationships were to him. And back... Back in those days, it was not very easy to come out. And a right. lot of people didn't. They just stayed in the clo- they stayed closeted and continued on with their lives. Right. And I was like, that is so deep into the rabbit hole. No one's talking about that online. That's like a little exclusive spoiler just for you. And that's interesting it's about so interesting. Norman, well, I okay, so I saw I okay, so I saw like a side by side of somebody comparing Ryan Reynolds to Norman Rockwell, but okay. to, but not that deep. But to me, what I, I, well, Ryan Reynolds was painting Stonewall. Yeah. And, and that's what everyone thinks is like the Easter egg. And I'm like, hold on a minute. But don't you think the Easter egg is that he was the only one outside the fence? 
he was painting the scene instead of being in, in the community? No, I think he, I think Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift are just best friends. Like, lightly. They're, they're like actual legitimately friends in real life. And I think she literally, because she talked about it a few times, she's like, I just wanted to get like a ton of people together and like make like a really happy anthem. And but only two people aren't LGBTQ plus Sierra. Only two? And Ryan. And Sierra officiated the wedding uh-huh. of Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And Ryan. And Ryan painted. So that's why, but that's why your analysis is interesting because my take was like, okay, um, Ryan, similarly to what he did in Deadpool, Deadpool is canonically a pansexual character. Mm-hmm. He, through his art, represented the LGBTQ community. He was painting Stonewall. He was there and he was celebrating them and painting them much like he did by making a superhero yeah. and a major blockbuster, you know, to be queer. And I think that, like, that to me was a parallel. So it's interesting how you can, like, because I agree, like, I love drawing those things. Yeah. I, I was, like, drawing that about Hans Christian Andersen from her Little Mermaid New Year's costume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he is, like, apparently secretly closeted. Um, it's that one scene where Ryan leans over and he's got this paintbrush yes. in his mouth. And it's called, um, it's his Norman Rockwell's famous painting, The Third Self-Portrait. Because I'm like, why would she include this in such a happy LGBT pride video if it wasn't for some reason? And that's the only reason that I would have Googled Norman Rockwell gay, Norman Rockwell um, LGBT. Right. Because, like, obviously times were very, very different back then. And right. it was just one of those things of, like, I was like, I don't know if I'm right. It's one of those things where I'm like, I dug deeper and this is what I found. Take it and do with it what you want. This is just what I found. I think that's really interesting. And I think, yeah. I think those, that, those are the types of things that are, like, fun. Because it's like, okay, yeah, we saw the 13 on Benjamin Button's clock. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw, like... She has a daisy in her martini glass. She's walking away. Her trailer's burning. We saw that love letters only in the mailbox. Laverne Cox is a goddess, otherworldly goddess. We saw her and Todrick, you know, yeah. throwing around gender norms, and she dips Ton, him. Ton France spilling the tea. And also, you know, t- to be fair, she does have on a wig that is the bisexual flag mm-hmm. in this video, which, you know, to wear it any other time, I'd be like, pretty colors. But it's fair that people are like, that's interesting. It's worth pointing out. No, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, she dips him uh, out, like on the word gay and like points up her finger. It's very Hamilton. <laughs> um, and No, it's definitely a huge thing that's being talked about right yeah, now. Yeah, but like that's, I would assume she expects that. Yeah. It's pretty clear like imagery in it's, terms it's of the flag. It's interesting because of her response on that Tumblr post was just so very, yeah. she doesn't, she gets a lot, she gets tagged a lot of things. And for her to see that one and feel something so strongly to come back and be like, that's absolutely not what this is. To be an ally instead of being like, sexuality is fluid. Mm-hmm. As in like, I could potentially be coming out soon. She it's more of like a, a Tumblr post. No, but if she, if she felt that, she, I, I feel personally that if she were, questioning or if she knew she was bisexual she wouldn't call herself an ally she'd be a part of that community Mm -hmm. you know she'd be a member of it yeah as opposed to an ally and that's just my thinking and again I could be wrong I could be 100% wrong no honestly when I saw that post I was like thank you I know that's how (laughs) I felt because I've got a lot of questions about it and they're like Lauren you address this and I'm like really I don't need to address anyone's sexuality to be totally honest with you like you need to just relax please and just enjoy her for what it is because I would hate for people to be questioning my sexual. Why does it matter? Like, that's right. where I go. Because then I get back to the whole Sean Mendez conversation of just like, he's had to talk about this so many times and he came out and was just like, 
honestly, I'm straight, but what would it matter if I wasn't? Like, I do, would you guys like my music less? And I'm like, that would suck as an artist to be like thinking that. Like, why, why are you so fixated on my sexuality and what I'm interested in? Right. Well, and I agree as it relates to Sean Mendez because it's rooted in things like him being effeminate, yeah. which is, is so, it, it's, it's so, it's not, it's, to me it's different because Sean Mendez, it's things that like, if he, in the event he were, it would be a very like suppressed, closeted, deep rooted issue that is not okay to talk about, bring up everybody has their own right in their own time. Taylor Swift is draping herself in rainbows. For sure. And I, and that's why I think she, that's why the rumors like she's opening it up. The door is wide open and it's not like, so to me, that's kind of the difference of like outing versus interpreting talking about it. Definitely. And so that's, so like, I think in this era, it's been confusing even more so for fans because it's equal parts like, Oh, she's a great ally. But then a a lot of people are like, no, but like she's adopting this imagery as her own. And then, that, when I first read that statement, I was like, great. Some clarity I posted it on Instagram. I was like, guys, I think it's so great. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about being wrong. I care about, like, people realizing it's not wrong to not assume a hetero, nor- like, a hetero narrative for a song. Yeah. And so that's why I never have. And then upon thinking through it and reading it, and especially after I saw the video today, I was like, oh, I'm confused again. Totally. Because um, I am on... I'm on a thread on Instagram, an awesome group of LGBTQ plus people that I know through a good friend of mine. And we talk about how all of this relates to broader issues with gender sexuality and like kind of from a philosophical level. And it's really fascinating. It's not like juicy. It's kind of just like, I don't know. I've learned a lot from them. And they were talking about uh, like allyship and, and the importance of her pointing out the difference between advocacy and exploitation on principle and how they didn't read it, it at all as, uh, it, like, I have no idea what I think. I agree with you. When I first read it, I was like, thank God, some clarity. Yeah, yeah. But then this yes video, no. it's like, you come out of your trailer, it burns behind you. You have your daisy and your martini glass, and then your hair turns into the bisexual flag, and then you're in the community. It's like, I just feel like. It's confusing. When, when, you, lit, when you put she it lives like that, there yeah. with everybody else besides Sierra, who was an officiant, mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds, Norman Rockwelling outside, I guess. Norman Rockwelling is a <laughs> But anyway, so. My point is that's not, that's just why I, I think a lot of people get mad when people disagree. And I'm just saying that is why people are confused. Yeah, no. And honestly, it, it makes sense. There's a reason why we like theories and some people like to theorize about that. And that's totally, you know, that's fine. As long as people do it in like a respectful, respectful way. Yeah. Real quick. Do you think Kelly Kiyoko's track five? Cause she, the bullseye. Um, what do you think that was? I honestly, uh, it sounds bad, but I hope not because Taylor Swift's track five, the track five theory states that all of her, um, from all of her albums, track five has been the most emotional and raw. I want to hear track five from Taylor. But if she chose to oh. wrote, write a song and collab with Haley, then obviously I, it's her music. She can do what she wants. I will accept it and listen to it and love it, I'm sure. Okay. It's just that thing for me, like, because track five theory has been such a thing of like, like, Cold as you, like all, I'm pretty sure all too well is track five. I should know this. I should know this stuff right now, but I'm not 100%. I'm pretty sure it is. It's just mm. one of those things of like, I want it to be what just What is it on 1989? I have like a list in my head, um, but it's not Red, On Red, it's all too well. You're 100% right. I'm yes, looking at it right now. I'm um, right. What would it be on 1989? 
Let's take a gander. Uh, all you have to do is stay. I that I literally hate that song. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the verses of it. Um, so, Two a.m. in your car. Oh, I do like that song. And she like had it in a dream. Yes. Oh, it's so and good. Well, because so she said she goes. woke up from it, and yeah. So it goes is intense too. Yeah, it is. Um, so it goes is very dancing with your hands tied to it's me. It's very underrated. So it's it very underrated. Um. Okay, a lot like a last few questions about this, and then I am letting you go. But this is so much fun, and you know, this is really so great. excited. I, like, can't believe how much time it's passed. <laughs> I know, and I'm so sorry. Uh, no, did you notice good. that Ellen had her cruel summer tattoo yes. on Ellen? Do you think that's real? Was that photoshopped? I wasn't mm, sure. No, that was fake henna, whatever that is, temporary tattoo. And it's so funny because Ellen was like, "Did you leave an Easter egg in her interview?" And she goes, "Yeah." Ellen's like, "Really?" LOL. I'm the Easter egg, guys. Ellen was the Easter egg. She was in the music video the whole time. And it's funny because now when I rewatch it, there's a little it's, bit of panic so in obvious. Taylor's. No, there's a little bit of panic in Taylor's eyes when Ellen goes, "When's the music video coming out?" Well, it's gonna be finished. We might have to add stuff in. Can I be in it? Taylor goes and grabs her mug. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> she goes, "Eh, I don't know if I want to." And Taylor's like, "Okay." I, and I'm like, "You see the panic in her face?" I'm like, "Ellen, you know what the rules are. You can't be announcing shit like this." And it's very, totally. very funny to watch. I thought that interview was um, a little awkward. I like. <laughs> I, I, I love was like that Ellen will go there. She will. She she like likes to make people uncomfortable. Oh yeah, which she got um, in trouble for before. The Fab Five, obviously, what a delight. Um, love them. I was the only like piece of pop culture lore I would have lived for is if um, all Taylor was sipping tea with all like four of them, and then Bobby Burke was restoring and renovating an entire trailer. <laughs> a trailer? Alone. Yes, I would have loved. <laughs> Because he's the hardest he working man that. on television. He does. Like, oh my not, God. Yeah. I mean, they, Anthony. Karamo, like, go get some a massage and does therapy. And I'm like, that's cool. Are you building a house? Oh, my God. Karamo <laughs> is so gorgeous. Oh, Anthony. Anthony. Anthony is has me all stunning. confused. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. I feel the same way. And I'm like, dude, I'm proud of you that you are like a gorgeous gay man. But shit, I wish you had a straight twin brother. Wow. I know. I, I, wow. I even tell my husband, I'm like, he makes me feel some type of way. Yes, same though. Oh I my God, sorry. is Calvin Klein Instagram? Oh my pop, God, I know. right up at 8 a.m. in the morning and I was like, you are gracing my eyes way too early right And I now. think we're confused because usually if you know somebody's not going to be into you, there's like a barrier you put no, up, but he's just he transcends it. A yummy snack. <laughs> and we talked about the drag queen parade, genius. Yeah. Love that she was like, because I didn't really get the third, the last third of the song until like we all got crowns. I'm like, who? Like, stop pitting yeah. us against each other. Yeah. Um, pitting us against each other. And, yeah, the shrimps, whatever. So, okay, Katy Perry, I wasn't surprised because, A, the cookies. she responded to that rumor. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the burger and fries thing was true. Yeah. And well, a lot of people are what like, happened she was cut out, um, like, a, a Madonna, Britney type kiss? kiss? Oh, my God. I'm like, I don't what think happened was, like, there was a leaked um, video clip of them as burgers and fries hugging. I didn't see that, and I didn't know about that leak. Which is, that's pretty sad. That was like that's one of the awful. biggest. I know. And like, I didn't hear about that leak at all. And I didn't, I'm, I'm bummed that some people got, it got ruined for them. Cause when I saw it, that was genuine. Like, wow, guys, we were right. We yeah. like, I cannot believe that. First of all, it's burger and fry thing. You know what someone else tweeted me? That's brilliant. Everyone's commenting this. I don't know how these people are so smart. Burger and French fries also shortens to BFF. Man, I, 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 I'm not that deep. Uh, oh, 
you, <laughs> you would be shocked at how deep some of these things are. All of them are. I think like what's so funny is that ever like the most people are like, oh my god, Katie and Taylor. To me, that's the least interesting part of the video, and I don't really care. Like <laughs> I knew they, we knew they reconciled. We knew they were friends. They yeah, it's kind of like how I played like of Olive cookies. Branch already happened. Cookies already happened. This was yeah. kind of like the third out of it. The cutest part was their faces. Yeah, and it was sweet, and I'm I'm happy for them. But all in all, yeah, the video like. It was, a, it was a wild ride, very similar to like, look what you made me do and blank space and like the ones that just have so much happening. It's like, yeah. I'll watch it over and over and just God. love it forever. But if you want more of the like secrets, Easter eggs decoded, you've got to go to Lauren's YouTube channel. Do they just look up Lauren Lippman? Yes. And everyone thinks my last name is spelled super crazy. It's literally L-I-P lip man. Everyone's like, is it two P's? Is it a T? And I'm like, nope. Like, you have lip- like lip kits? I've always wanted to like do something cool with like lip something like the people like my audience they call them lip fans because it's oh, very cute. similar to my name. And so that's fun. oh my god, you're big enough to have fan names on like Patreon. That's, that's like awesome. What we, like, I love that. Like, that's little, so little cute. Lip fans. I love but, that. Yeah, everyone always hears L I T as in lip man. Like lip man. L-I- oh. Yeah, it's L I P as on your face. <laughs> lip man. But I'm yes. glad you clarified because it does kind of sound like no, I said that. Oh, yeah. I get mail all the time. So, okay. Just t- make sure you tell everybody where you can find them. Yes. Where, where you can find where, them. Where, where can you find them? <laughs> I've had three glasses of wine. It's been a long day. <laughs> uh, um, you can find me on all social media platforms at at, at Lauren <laughs> Lipman. That's L-I-P as in paper. M-A-N. Totally. All over. On <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube's where people like know me for. And your Patreon is what? And my Patreon's Lauren Lippman. And what kind of content do you put on there that's exclusive? Exclusive stuff that YouTube takes down for copyright. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where the good stuff yes. is. I do the same thing. Yes. I also started this new thing where it's like a making of a Taylor Swift Tuesday where like I show you like behind the scenes of like. Oh, cute. I love writing, that. Thumbnail editing and how that all goes. Just Oh, can I get a crash course in thumbnail editing? Yes. I love thumbnail editing. It's so weird, but it's like, it's fun. For uh, sure. I'm going to have you make me make a, thumbnail a thumbnail for this podcast. I'm down. And I'm, that I can post to get like everybody to listen. Receipts. Receipts. <laughs> Emotional. Lauren, you're a delight. This is so much fun. Thank you for engaging with me. I know that I don't always have the most popular opinions, but no, you're, great. you're professional and level-headed and you know your stuff. And I love somebody that I can talk T-Swift Cannon with. Thank this you. is so much fun. I'm so glad. This Thank you for so making fun. time for me. In Thank a busy you for night. like having me. This was so great. I'm so glad we had to like connect and like do this because this, this is awesome. Why we can have nice things. Yes, this is. <laughs> oh my God, that was great. I love that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I need to figure out a way to record podcasts that aren't marathons. I just I don't know how to sprint, walk, middle distance. It's just cross country all the way here. But that's why that's that's why we love our pop culture deep dives. I even though I've done a lot of Taylor Swift episodes, it's so different having the discourse and being able to talk to somebody else. Than to do it by myself. And really, I thoroughly enjoyed having somebody where we agreed on a lot of stuff, but we probably disagreed on more. But it was kind of fun because we were like, uh, you know, kind of blowing each other's minds, just being in like totally different fields of thought. And I think it's very exemplary of how you, you, you steer where you stare, right? Like you see, what you see what you see, you hear what you hear, and it doesn't make you right or wrong. And it's no reason to, you know chastise anybody for disagreeing with you it's just like oh wow that's so interesting that like that is your truth and this is my truth (laughs) so you know can't we all just get along 
I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys did too. And um, like I said, I'm hoping once I everything settles and I get home, I do want to talk through um, the more, I want to talk through like the way she portrayed herself inside the community because I think there's more to it. But I, I saw it this morning twice, been traveling, and then I didn't get a chance to like really sit with it. I saw like Easter eggs and stuff, but I think I need to more like conceptually kind of analyze what it all means because I'm very thrown off by the ally comment last week. When at first, when I read it, I was like, oh, cool, some clarity. I mean, I'm down, whatever. It's just, you know, you can't expect us not to wonder when you're literally shrouded in rainbows. But now I feel confused again. And I just, I need to like read what other people think. I need to get into my Kaler Digest uh, private Instagram group that teaches me everything I know and, and, and figure out the facts where, as you know, the, the facts as we see them and uh, report back. And I'll do that on Patreon because the people that support this podcast, I love so much, especially when there's more time sensitive podcasts. I kind of prioritize getting them up before getting the uh, advertising cleared. And um, for that reason, the, those of you that support me on patreon.com slash be there in five are, um, you know, making all the difference. And I love you so much. And I want to give you guys the uh, extra scoop. So anyway, I hope everybody has a great rest of your week. You're in for so like such a treat of an episode next week, the week after. I mean, truly so excited about some upcoming guests. And um, I appreciate you still being with it as I play around with the format of the show. I know I'm having a great time and I'm just trying to figure out new ways to recreate it and bring you guys value while still maintaining the heart of it. Because all I really want to do is just ramble to you guys about pop culture. And uh, I think we accomplished that today, right? So anyway... As always, rate, subscribe, review, patreon.com slash be there in five. Twinkle Twinkle social media star available on Amazon, best coffee table book, baby shower gift, you name it. Real, real knee slapper. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, other stuff. Find me. I don't know, whatever. It's like, is frequency always the best strategy? Unclear. All right. As always, let me know your thoughts and I will let you know mine. I'll be there in five. I swear. 